Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 372, recorded on April 21st, 2022. On tonight's episode, with Patreon producer Alex Ocampo, we talk about more Nintendo Court actions, a Game Boy and Game Boy Advanced rumors coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Oh, and by the way, did we mention that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 just got moved to July? Why? What happened? What's going on in September? What's going on? Plus, Retro Logic Console Wars show up here in Nintendo Dad, and we, we fight them out. Your questions and so much more. Jesse, cue the music. And welcome to the Nintendo Dads, everybody. I get to do the show today because Marty is off enjoying himself on a trip with his family and I get to screw up stuff. So here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Justin. How was your week so far? You know, we're getting by. I'm going to be real honest with you here, folks uh, in Canada, or at least where we are in Alberta, it's uh, it's Easter break, spring break. And um, I'm ready for my kids to go back to school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was uh, I was yes, ready for them there. to go back to school about a week and a half ago before they were off school. So, uh, yeah, really excited for them to go back. How are you, Tim? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm happy to be here as, as usual and excited to talk about video games and all that stuff and excited to be here with our seven year employee, the seven year, seven time winner of the employee of the year, Jesse. How are you doing, Jesse? Pretty good. I had an interesting evening. I went to try to play Switch on my TV, and have you ever seen a CRT TV where one of the colored guns didn't work, so the color just looked off? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that's what it looked like to me, but you know, I'm not in the 4K LCD screen here, so it's not necessarily a gun out, but I couldn't figure out why. So I'm like, uh, let's look at the Xbox. Okay, yep, same thing. So I think it's my cables or my HDMI switch or something. I boot up my PlayStation. No, PlayStation's fine. Like, why are you fine? And the other two are not. <laughs> so I'm, I'm swapping out cables. I'm swatching out HDMI, the, the HDMI switch boxes because I have a spare one. Nothing's fixing it. I go, okay, let's plug a cable Xbox directly to the TV. Still the same thing. So, okay. Uh, and then, then I realized what happened. The TV needed the reboot. Literally, the TV Just a reboot needed the reboot. The TV. Because wow. shutting off a TV... Wow doesn't actually shut it off anymore because it's a computer. It's just in sleep mode. <laughs> so I literally had to power down the TV, turn it on, and everything's fine again. I'm like, technology is fun. Yay. I'm in IT. <laughs> That's always fun. And speaking of fun, you got a cool shirt, by the way, the Venom shirt we noticed earlier in pre-show. We talked a little bit about that. And speaking of Venom, Alex... Welcome yes. to the show, sir. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Very good. I'm very happy to be with you guys. Awesome to meet you guys and can't wait to talk all video games. That's awesome. what we're here for, right? Sir. Get through the week and just uh, start winding down into the weekend and talk about talking about Nintendo stuff and video games in general. Yes, sir. Speaking of which, let's jump into the news. Let's do it. So not only is the news or this whole show brought to you by Manscaped and Gooder this week, 
but it's also brought to us by our Patreons like Alex and like our other producers and everybody at all levels and all of you. So huge thanks to all of our Patreons for that, to help us create the show, keep the lights on and do all this fun stuff. But Justin, how do people get to become a Patreon? Do you know? Yeah. So if you're interested in, in uh, <clears throat> supporting this dumpster fire that we call Nintendo dads, head over to patreon.com slash Nintendo dads. Uh, and you can just <clears throat> search it in. You can, you can jump in there. And, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can jump in, join our discord. Um, you can check out everything that's going on in our community for $5. You get extra additional layers of our discord for $10. It ends up being pre and post show, or you can be like Alex, and $30 a month. And by the way, wow, they're on the show as a producer hanging out with us, bringing their hot topics to the show. And we're we like, I mean, he's running the show, right? This is his show. It's the Alex Ocampo show is what's going to happen. So that's what you can do as well. Um, and hey, if you can't support us on Patreon, not a problem. What you can also do, head over to Twitch. We'll take your Twitch Prime sub. We love it. Amazon gives it to you. They don't remind you what to do with it. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to stop. You're going to hand us that as well, because literally it's just money you don't have anything to do with. And uh, and so we're we're free and we'll take that. And that gets you into our discord as well, our whole community. So there's a ton of ways you can support us. But, hey, we'll talk about that some more other ways later as well. Yes, sir. And thank you. Before we continue, the way you worded that earlier, it reminded me of of the last week's question is if we couldn't use the name Nintendo Dads and we had to think of another name. Mm -hmm. We can go with Dumpster Fire Dads. Yeah, it could work too. It could absolutely <laughs> yes. work. That is correct. I'm surprised that didn't come up last week, but yeah, it's a good point. That's great. We've got a, we had a few suggestions though, so and those are always fun to see. And I'm still looking for more suggestions, by the way, because those those are always fun. Um, before we go further, I want to say um actually to Justin for the uh-huh. intro because he had said Retro Logic Council Wars, and actually we'll be talking about their controller wars. You know, so I wanted to get that um actually in before anybody else gets to them. Listen, all right, it's been a rough month. I'm still sick. Okay, so I'm gonna let you have that. No excuses, again. sir. No excuses. All right, all right. No. <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. I feel so bad for Justin and all everybody on the show who's been sick with COVID, and so it's it's crazy, crazy it, stuff it, going on it in the did world. Birth Robo Jesse, and that's kind of been a fun little meme. Yeah, People COVID like. COVID birth Robo Jesse. That's kind of scary. <laughs> Anyways, first up on the news headlines, normally we talk about game releases later on, but we had to bring this, move this one up to the top because Justin demanded it. And that is Nintendo moves up Xenoblade Chronicles 3. They moved it up to July 29th from the previously announced September 2022 date or time frame. Justin, business Justin, sir, why do you think they did this? Oh boy, boy, oh boy. I mean, so first, like, let's let's sit in this pocket and talk about this because it, <laughs> in a world where video games get delayed so often, it is a very rare case when someone says, you know what? Yeah, sure. Look, it will release it six weeks earlier than what we said. <laughs> like, Zelda that's mind blowing, by the way. Yeah, like, that is absolutely mind blowing. Um, so it gets moved up into July. So, so here's here's what we knew to be true about July for sure. And, and maybe Jesse and maybe Alex, keep me honest here. I think the only thing that we knew confirmed, confirmed that was a big party title from Nintendo was live alive. Right. In, and July. I, yeah. in July. That was it. Now the yeah. rumor, and I had, I had kind of speculated or, or yeah, theorized. 
Yeah, right right now there are three games in my sheet for July. Yeah, what are Xenoblade, they? Xenoblade on the 29th. There's Live Alive yeah. a week before that. Yeah. And then the Klonoa games from early. Yeah, so life. none of those are big first-party Nintendo unless Nintendo is doing something with Live Alive that I'm unaware of. Um, although I would say they have already been putting a bit of a marketing push on it. So maybe, I don't, Jesse, who's, can you check publisher and developer on that for, for uh, live alive? Maybe, maybe, but nonetheless, well, so my, my original theory, my original theory was that Splatoon three was going to come out in early July. Now we haven't seen any dates yet for sure in July, so, but that was my assumption. And, and you're like, why are you thinking this sounds silly, but Splatoon two was released in July. Um, it is such a summer game. Right. It is bright colors. It's kind of like pool party added atmosphere. Um, so for for us to not have anything there, we can't really say what game has been delayed because we haven't got any official games, I believe. So here's what I believe. I believe that. Now that they have removed Breath of the Wild 2 from their cards, so to say, in 2022, they needed to reshuffle their back deck. And that's really what they're forced to do. I think we're going to see Splatoon 3 might actually move into the November time spot where um, where we where the Black Friday is. That might be their holiday game is Splatoon 3. Okay. Splatoon has such a massive IP, especially in the That's um, a bold strategy in, in, in like Japan. It is such a massive hit, has huge sell through rates. Right. So they could be putting in that spot. They might be putting it in September. That's completely possible. Also, I was going to say like basically it be like swapping an Odyssey, spots. Odyssey type it could time be. frame. Um, Unless they come out with an actual Mario game. So I, I well, think. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's my thought. <laughs> if, and I'll, I'll get into that in a bit. I, I'll let yeah. Justin. I, no, no. I, so I have a feeling. it's yeah, it's it's very it's a very odd move. I you know, we, we talked about the pre-show. I think that they have actually might have just hurt live alive. If I'm being honest, because live alive is a big JRPG. And then you're putting a massive JRPG literally a week afterwards. Um, so I think there, I think there's a challenge is Nintendo published, but it doesn't say who the developer is on the page, but it was, that was Square Enix. Yeah. But is live alive to the HD stuff. It's it's a remake, correct? Or is it, or is it a game that, Oh, it's it's a new, remake because it's using the 2D HD graphics. Okay. Yeah, so yeah it was it, only it was released in Japan in the 90s. Yeah, okay. It was originally a sense. Super Famicom game. Okay. But it yeah. is not listed on their schedule as under Nintendo. Like they have on their schedule, they have April, they have, of course, Switch Sports, June, they have Strikers and the Fire Emblem Warriors. September, they have Xenoblade Chronicles 3. <laughs> Then sure. least date to be determined is the Splatoon three Pokemon games and Bayonetta three. It'll it'll be on the schedule when they republish it in two weeks when they talk about the fiscal year numbers. Well, mm. okay, yeah, and that and that's a great point, right? They One did move up the Xenoblade though on that chart because originally it wasn't there. Yeah. One of the reasons that they had to get this out in to Jesse's point early is because in two weeks they are having their investors call and they're going to lay out a little bit more of their game schedule that they have announced. And so what the investors are really going to be looking for is like, what do you have in your in your quarters to support revenue coming in? And so what they're going to do very early on is, hey, by the way, we have we have, you know, we've got strikers. So that's in that in that quarter, by the way, we're also including we sports in this quarter or sorry, my apologies, Nintendo switch sports in this quarter. So that's going to do really well. What's our next quarter going to look like for the summer? 
you know, so it's so it's interesting because we're, we're going to get a, like we're going to get a better picture of what Nintendo's doing here September, October. But this is so weird for them to literally pull a game six weeks forward um, in the summer. And the summer is also an interesting spot for like a big game because like the summer, I mean, there's no real bad season anymore. But typically the summer does not have as as much eyes, right? People are traveling a little bit more. They're on holidays. They're not bunkering in the same ways. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. But I well, Alex, it's September, I'd love to know. so it's it's going into the school year yeah, for yeah. a lot of people too. Yeah. So. Alex, I'd love to know what are your theories and thoughts here. So here's my take on the whole thing from a business perspective. Um they're coming out with the Mario, the untitled Mario film at the end of this year. Uh Breath of the Wild is out of the picture, which means it's not going to directly compete with the movie, right? Because they're going to be like, oh well, you know, it's kind of confusing. We're we're launching this new game, which now we push to 2023 to launch God knows what, because we don't know anything that's going to happen in 2023, but we have a movie that's going to come out and we want more people to be um, like enthused about the movie. I believe that what they're going to try to do is during that, during that quarter, they're going to push something Mario. I don't know if it's a new game. I don't know if it's a package deal where you're going to get like five games in one, like an all-star for the switch, call it what you will. Um, I don't, I don't know if they're going to push Splatoon. I know it sounds it sounds logical because they pushed they, they I'm sorry they're 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 bringing the uh, the Xenoblade game before. Um, I am not a big Xenoblade fan, so I really don't. I, I'm not going to go for that game, and I, I really have not played any of the other ones. But if they do that, I believe they're going to keep Splatoon as it is. Hear me out, and they're going to push something Mario related before the movie because that is the holiday season. Maybe they'll re-release Mario Brothers 1 but have Chris Pratt in overalls as the avatar. <laughs> hey, anything is possible at this point. I don't know if they're going to launch a new game though. Um personally from my perspective, I I am a Mario fan and I I, I love Mario Maker and and I wish they would do a 2D Mario. I don't see that happening. Um uh, but I could see something uh Mario related, a big Mario related themed game package something before the movie and i think that's why uh they're pushing xenoblade before that so they can give that slot to try to push this movie and also uh push a game for uh for that quarter that's just my thoughts no i think it's i think it's solid i like i like different i like different approaches different ideas yeah tim what are you thinking I agree with the um the mario uh space there because i i going back to our predictions i predicted that there actually would be a 2d release of mario uh because it's easy to do easy i shouldn't say easy i don't know what i'm talking about i'm not a developer but i'm just saying it seems like it would be something they could go in even if it was like a remake like if they do like a uh new super mario brothers all stars or something like that you know or they bring out a new super mario brothers three game because they only did two if i remember correctly right They'd... which ports of the ds and the 3ds games <laughs> yep so it's possible that they could either do remakes of those or just bring out a third one um and i know there's been a lot of people complaining about that style game they're still tired of that style uh but i think it's been a long enough break that for me i would love to see it uh yeah i would like to talk to the people who uh, are tired of the 2d style mario. <laughs> that, that particular style the new the new super mario brothers style oh okay so, yeah and I, and I said there was going to be a, a new 3d mario game this fall in my game critic game mm. that someone countered so i can't remove it so it better happen <laughs> 
Yes. Did you guys did you guys watch the Xenoblade Chronicles three trailer at all? Yes. I, I did not. I did not. <clears throat> so one of the things so I played Xenoblade Chronicles two, the golden I have the golden there's, there's the golden torna and then there was the core game. And I played a good chunk of the uh golden torna and I actually enjoyed it. Um this was also when I realized that by default they don't have autosave um in on the games turned on and that super irritated me when i put in about three hours of the game and i lost it and had wow. to redo it all over again i was like that is a i was like who Ouch. who who does that's, this that's an upgrade rpg yeah yeah that was <laughs> I, that was i was very unhappy to do it again i'll tell you that um <laughs> but one of the things that i that i saw so like you can control i think six or seven characters and in the trailer the characters actually come together to form these yes. creatures yes. and it reminded me very much of astral chain the design and look of these ones these characters from platinum it was a very almost very voltron-esque <laughs> yeah. but it was a very kind of interesting approach i mean it looks like they're they're definitely trying to add something new mm -hmm. to the design of the game and to the actual play i'm going to pick the game up um i'm not a huge jrpg fan but there's something about the xenoblade chronicles games that kind of grab me a little bit more than right. the usual ones so i i'm excited to try it but i am a little this, bit frustrated version, go ahead i'm sorry go ahead i was just a little frustrated that like live alive is is literally a week beforehand and then we're doing <laughs> this and i'm like that's that's way too much heavy jrpgs I, new subtitle is, live alive dead on arrival <laughs> that's the show title right there but there's for me so there's choices obviously for everybody right they're gonna either pick alive alive or they know xenoblade's coming out and they're gonna do that or they're gonna do both so but for me it's alive alive because i uh it's i loved chrono cross uh chrono trigger excuse me um so and this gives me kind of that that feel you know so and i and i've been dying for them to bring out chrono Cr trigger to the switch and so may, hopefully they bring this out uh or they, they consider bringing that out if this does well but that's not the reason why i'm just buying it just so that you know they get numbers but i really want to play this game because i i re really enjoyed what i played in chrono trigger so um uh but in regards to xenoblade chronicles 3 I think this is the most Xenoblade of the, all of them <laughs> that's coming out because of what you were talking about, the merging of the characters into the, yeah. the robotic type. Uh, they call mech. it, I'm, I'm looking at the official press release here from Nintendo. They call it the new interlink system. Each of the tag team pairs, Noah and Mio, Lazarin and Xena, Una and Tahone. Okay, so first and foremost, can we really talk about these names here? Like, I, we, we need to have somebody else on these names. Does the first letter spell a word? Because they've wait. done that before. I was like, wait, does it? No. Okay. Uh, can make use of the interlink system if certain conditions are met. When they then combine into a giant form called Ouroboros. Each Ouroboros <laughs> has its own powerful moveset. Oh, wow. See, I, I hear Ouroboros. deciding when to transform can be key to winning a battle. So do I, Jesse. So do I. I wonder why. What? Ouroboros is a pop is a powerful card in in inscription. Or, do you, or yes. I'm thinking the Ouroboros comes in view. No, comes in definitely view. not. No, okay, well, that's enough <laughs> of you then. All right, well, All right. So, so it's an interesting move. It'll be interesting yes. to see what Nintendo does here. But man, this this was a shocker when it came out. Yes, it was, and it was actually a um, it was a good change for the industry though to see a game 
pushed up rather than pushed back, you know? Yes. So it was, that, that was, I think the biggest news to get out of all of that. Um, it gives a sprinkle of hope. Yeah. Yep. So now it's they're like, like oh, maybe they're right. just screwing with us for breath of the wild. Right. They're exactly. like, really? It's done. <laughs> I, I know yeah. it was a response to the pandemic and, and they, they just didn't know what was going to be done until it was done. But remember the, uh, the, the last paper Mario where they didn't even announce it until it was gold. Right. Yeah. yeah. I kind of liked right. that. That that was, it's kind of refreshing. And it's you possible mean, too to think that maybe something was supposed to drop in that time frame as well. And they had to move it up there as well. Yeah. Not just because of breath of the wild, but something else, it, it something is else happened. I'm it is sure. crazy to think this though, like a month and a half ago, we didn't know this game existed. Right. There was rumors of Monolith doing something. And we were yes. all like, oh, yeah, we'll probably hear it will be released in 2023. And Nosh, it's coming out in three months. Yeah, right. We, like we, that's yeah. a like, it was like February 9th. Yeah. February 9th. So less than six months later, it's wow. out. Right. Um, and that's one of the things that I do commend Nintendo on for the most part, which is they're very good at. For Moving the most part, around. Zelda being like one of the exceptions, like, again, <laughs> I mean, you're not even making a Zelda game if you don't delay it twice, right, Nintendo? Prime right. Force um, is high now. Right? And and then, yeah, Metroid Prime. But, like, for the most part, it's, we have a game, you're playing it in six months. And they do a great job of that, right? Um, so, and it, build, and it allows them to build up that hype, allows them to be in that conversation, right? And then they crest to the next one really well. I mean, right after, I mean, here's the thing. Watch Nintendo's, if you want to be a, a, a student of the game, Watch Nintendo's Twitter feed on April 30th, the day after Nintendo Switch Sports is released. Because guess what? Boom, they're on to the next thing. And they're going to start hyping up Mario Strikers. They're going to start telling you all the features. And they do like a six to eight week campaign hard so that you know what's your next thing you're, you know, Jones in for. And so they do that really, really well. And they have a clear strategy when they do that. Um, so, I don't right. Know. I'm off. I'm off my <laughs> All right. Let's move on to another game that's been actually ta talked about since uh, um, The Forest Unleashed was uh, dropped this week. And in it fact, I'll be <laughs> it was unleashed. I'll be talking about that in, in our what we've been playing section. But uh, since that was brought up, some other Star Wars games have been being brought up to find out if Aspire was going to bring them out as well. And the biggest one, biggest trilogy of Star Wars games that people have been asking for is the Rogue Squadron trilogy. Um, a lot of people have been asking for those to be if they would bring those out to the Switch. Uh, and actually someone brought that up on Twitter and Aspire responded saying that, um, and again, Aspire was the one who developed a lot of the Star Wars games that we are seeing ported to the Switch. They said, per response on Twitter, we're huge Star Wars fans and love bringing Star Wars games to new audiences. For us, it's all about games we think players are most passionate about and would love to see brought to new platforms. If the demand is there, we're on board. Again, the demand for the Rogue Squadron uh, games. Um, are any of you interested at all in the Rogue Squadron games coming to the Switch at all? Would you like to see that or would you rather see a remaster? Uh, Alex, what do you think? Good question. I haven't played any of them. I never, I never, I never really got interested. I don't, I believe seeing one, was there one that came out on the GameCube? Yes. Rogue Squad? Yeah. Okay. Yep, so I remember seeing that, 
two and, and three, like, I think, came out okay. on the, on the cube. So um, I never bought a GameCube. My 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 brother did. My brother is ten years younger than me, so he had a GameCube at home when when whenever we got one. And uh, I remember seeing that, and I remember him wanting it, and I remember clearly saying, "Well, are you really going to play this?" <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I would have to see the if they do a remake, what the remake actually looks like on a Switch, and yeah. see if I'm actually interested. I am a Star Wars fan. I was just not a fan. The Rogue Squadron is like kind of like a racing uh episode one thing right that's what it's no that's on. actually their space battle game that's space, so basically okay. you're f- fighting and you know the x wings oh okay like I, i'm more into like the story-based ones like we're like yeah. first person or third person where you actually like build like force up unleash exactly yeah like, am i gonna be a sith am i gonna be a jedi <laughs> let me you know i like that jedi I, academy like, stuff yeah. yeah let me put let me put the 80 hours in or the 60 hours in but okay you know me flying a spaceship i don't know <laughs> There's a lot of people who are into the spaceship exactly. part of it, you know, so for sure. And I, and I'm like, Hey, if you're bringing all these other star Wars games that uh, look like they came, you know, ported from the PS2 or whatever. <laughs> I mean, a remake well, would be nice. It yes. would look nice. I'm pretty I mean, sure. The games that, that they bring over look great. Are they on par with the games of today? No, no, but they're still fun and they're portable. Yeah. So, and that's what I appreciate about them. And I think it would be a lot of fun to play Rogue Squadron Trilogy on the Switch as well. Uh, so I, I do hope that there's enough people who support that. And if you are interested, you can go to Aspire's post on it on their Twitter page, or I retweeted it. I posted about it on mine. So at Neoprime33 there, if you want to um, uh show your support and make a push for it. That is where we would do it. I am going to say this um, where I was actually just scrolling through the NVC group here a second ago and someone has posted it there and they have created like a change.org right. Okay. Petition for, for a spy. Nice. I don't think that's necessarily what we want change.org right. for, for, for <laughs> folks is to aspire a game to be remade, but um, yes, yeah, I mean, this is I mean, this is such a <clears throat> business statement, which is we very much enjoyed doing the game <laughs> and the business that was brought to us by us doing the game because you had to pay for it. Right. Um, we would very much like to do more. Would anyone else like us to do more? Right. Yeah. Like this is very this is exactly like, yeah. like like it's a great it's a great PR move of like, tell us, does there man because if you really like it then i can go talk to them and say we could do it for them um it's it's a it's a good it's a good business move um it could be their tactic too just to play it off they could already be working on it for all we know yeah Yeah. i mean that that could exactly be it it could already be in the pipeline right and they can't say anything right those are those great like we have nothing to comment about the development of metroid (laughs) prime 4 at this time right Right. like that's a very that's a very right stock response that we that the media typically gets sometimes this it could be in the pipeline i think it i think depending on how any of these sell right is is really what what draws people into whether they're going to get there what they inevitably want well and they they also need some licensing now i don't know if it's licensing deals or troubles but or or challenges each game may may have its own licensing thing i don't know if it's how it's all tied up or if there's some one large license agreement Rogue Squadron may have a different licensing agreement than like Force Unleashed. I don't know for sure. Right. Um, well, they've been bringing over a lot of this stuff, like the the pod. I think 
I'm not sure if they brought the pod racer game. I'm I'm guessing they did. Um, okay. So the pod racer. Yeah, yeah, I, I looked up at all of the Spires games that they published, and all of them are something Star Wars except for like four. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Wow. They're doing a lot of them. Out, out, so. of thir- out of like 13. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do have something already in the works to do that, or they're already working on it. Also, I'm looking at the ratings from the nine from 1998, and it's got really decent ratings. Actually, I'm, <laughs> I might just look into it. It's yeah, it's, 85 percent on Metacritic, on Metacritic, and uh, Nintendo Life gives it a nine out of ten. It's like a lot of people who grew up yeah. with those games are wanting yeah. them bad right now. So, uh, so moving on in the news, we do talk. We did bring up in the in the intro or the opener about. Nintendo being in the courts again, more Nintendo court action. Uh, And it doesn't mean they're coming out with a new basketball game or anything like that. It means that an NLRB filing brings Nintendo to the highly active union conversation for workers in the gaming industry. So what is NLRB? Well, the national labor relations board, essentially, uh, they're independent agency of the federal government of the United States with responsibilities for enforcing U.S. labor laws in relation to collective bargaining and unfair labor practices. And according to the Axios.com article, allegations state Nintendo of America and global hiring from Ashton Carter engaged in concerted activities against a worker interfering with their legal prote- legally protected rights to organize. For the most part, Nintendo has avoided this type of publicity. An investigation is pending and companies could be cleared of any wrongdoing. However, per Harley Shaken, uh, not stirred, University of California, Berkeley, professor, labor expert, the issue shouldn't be ignored if the NLRB is listed, listened listing these allegations it's pretty serious and their ability to act is it it is very real their ability to act on it is very real excuse me so what's that mean what do you guys think uh there was a response by nintendo that kotaku uh posted from the game explain video so the source is from game explain well the kotaku is the source Game explained reported on the, on the to Kotaku. Okay, article. so it's the other way around. All right. Yeah. So uh, Nintendo says we are aware of the claim, which was filed with the National Labor Relations Board by a contractor who was previously terminated for the disclosure of confidential information and for no other reason. Nintendo is not aware of any attempts to unionize or related activity and intends to cooperate with the investigation conducted by the NLRB. Nintendo is fully committed to providing a welcoming and supportive work environment for all of our employees and contractors. We take matters of employment very seriously. So what do you guys think? So just to like, there's a lot going on in this conversation. So I'm going to try and maybe summarize into like a quick snippet. Somebody (laughs) in Nintendo kind of had a thought about maybe we should unionize and have a conversation about that. And let's just say a firm that was part of Nintendo may or may not have encouraged this individual to not unionize, which then actually strikes against their right as an individual for best practices in unionizing. Is that essentially like what's happened here? Essentially. Okay, cool. I want to boil that down to make sure I knew what was going on, (laughs) right? Listen, unionization in the video game industry is such a massive topic, right? And has been for quite a while, right? We see that this is, I mean, this is some of the reasons that Activision Blizzard has had some massive challenges before, 
Um, this is a this is a big, big topic. Unionization and um, employees getting their rights and making sure that their rights for um, bargaining are all kind of heard is is kind of critical. Nintendo is typically not one that we hear this from, though. Right. So I think this is one of the oh, that's interesting. Right. We've heard this from other companies like like I'm pretty sure Ubisoft had it for a while. Again, Activision Blizzard's a big one. Right. I, I think Treyarch just recently had a Q, had their QA team unionized. It's a big well, there's convers- a reason, too, that we don't hear it from Nintendo or their employees is because, as we heard from Kit and Krista, if you follow them or listen to them, they've mentioned that they've never feared the loss of their jobs or anything like that, even when they were going through the Wii U stuff. So they didn't have a fear of losing their job there. I, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, right? Like kitten. Okay. I'm going to say this very candidly, very nice to kitten Chris to come on. I love them. They're fantastic. Not fear losing their job. What happened to kitten Krista? Well, they eventually left because <laughs> they, right, they lost they, their job because they, they, no, they didn't lose their job. No, 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 no. They chose not to, to move to offices. They chose not to move with the office to go back north. They decided to stay where they were. So, yes, I mean, they, Nintendo, they said Nintendo offered them the opportunity to stay in their positions, mm. but had to move up to where the marketing team was going to end up at in order to stay in those positions. Okay. So Nintendo did offer those. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, here, here's my take on this whole unionizing thing. Um, I worked for a union for almost eight years. Uh, I left the union. I worked for a non-union tech, tech company where all I heard the last year that I was there is technicians asking, how do we unionize? And most of the time people do that is, it's like, it's, it's one of two. Uh, like you just said, fear of losing your job or fear of, oh my God, how do I put food on my table? Or or two- Not being treated not, fairly. Yes, I'm not getting paid enough. I'm doing too much for what, I'm, for what I'm worth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, funny part is right after the pandemic, a lot of employees from all these companies uh, started to get uh, a little bit more, I wanna say uh, they spoke out more. I saw it a lot where I used to work. And now uh, there's a snowball effect, right? You have Amazon workers doing it and now they're making a big deal and they're going on Jimmy Fallon or whatever it is that they are going, oh my God, we made it, we did it. And that just pushes more groups of people in businesses where there's no union to try to do that, right? From from what I know, you need 75% of that certain uh, spot of signatures of employees that want to do it in order to start doing it. So um, I don't see that happening at Nintendo. Ugh, Nintendo is going to be very hard to try to do that. Um, I know it happened at Starbucks recently. I know it happened yes. at Amazon recently. I know it's happening at, uh, I want to say just because I don't know if there's people who know me that I work there at the fruit stand recently in, uh, in Garden State Plaza. So I'm just saying, I mean, uh, not Garden State Plaza, at uh, Grand Central Terminal. It's huge news. It was all over the news. They're pushing to do it. It's because of that. It's because I think they're getting more outspoken. And I think uh, a lot of the workers see that it's happening at other big companies. So they're saying, well, if, if Amazon, if, if, you do, if we did it at Amazon, right, we can try to do it here. It's just, it's not easy. It's not easy to do it. You need 75% of people who are willing to risk their jobs to do it. Yeah. 
And I also came from a union background. Well, I live in the Motor City, so there's a lot of union jobs here. Um, And I started off uh, as a young person in the union at a major car company in in the factory. Um, And what I saw the union wasn't good. Um, It was it. What I grew up learning about the union was good. So don't get me wrong. There is good for a union when it is not corrupted. Now I'm not saying the one I had was corrupted and any, anything can be get corrupted, whether it's unionized or not, but particularly what I saw was corruption and uh, people taking advantage of the system when they were in that union system. Uh, If you knew how to work the system, you you got away with a lot. Um, And then if you were in the union, if you were a union leader, it was basically you, if you became a union person, you were able to get off the floor and basically get away with many times when I wanted to go talk to a union rep, the guys would be like, Oh, he's out fishing. So, and and so that was an impact to me as a, you know, kid in my twenties working in the factory, like, okay, so we all elected this person to be in, in a position to represent us and they're out fishing. And he's you not know? even here. He's not yep. here. He's, he's taking advantage of the system. Um, and then there were a whole lot of other things that I didn't appreciate there. And of course we've heard about the UAW going through some stuff too. If you, if you've read the news about that, where they had, they did find a lot of corruption and all that kind of stuff in their rebuilding yeah. as well. So what I'm trying to get to is, is that I think union is a good thing for a lot of things, but I hope that if there is a union started in any of these industries, not just video game or any of them, that they learn from the mistakes of other unions that have already been established and understand where to make it um make it a good thing and not yeah. take advantage of things so if that makes 100%, sense 100% 100% uh and that's that's uh, i think the biggest reason why i wanted to bring this up in in the news as well and make a big deal out of it uh but also too because it has been a big issue in the gaming industry and now with nintendo's name being involved yeah i was wondering what kind of impact this would have on that jesse do you have anything on any thoughts on it not really i've never been involved with any union so i I don't have any point of view either way (laughs) if if you're interested just as a for those that maybe may maybe you only listen to nintendo dads as your video game news you know place for all the good nintendo stuff or whatever it is if you get a moment just go over to google and google video game unionization and there have been a ton of articles written from Polygon, The Hollywood Reporter, Washington Post. This has been a massive conversation for well over a year to 18 months. You've had some major walkouts. Again, I go back to Activision is a great example of it. Um, we did see there was a company uh, at the end of December who actually did do unionization. their video game company. It is a big topic, yeah. right? And again, these are people who are like, for some of them, it's 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 their jobs are like you're temporary because we bring you on board for the release of a game and we work you to the bone and then we cut you yep. until we are ready to develop another game. Right. And we might hire you yeah. back. Right. Or um, another great one to kind of think to look at um, Jason Schreier's most recent book, 
um reese oh what is it it used to be blood sweat and pixels was his first book i have to check what his second book is it's about small game studios working their employees you know long hours you know 12 hour days weekends crunch all that stuff right unionization helps to helps to avoid crunch right these are all things that really if you like video games you love the art that you play you are a fan of the, you are, you understand that there is more than just like people, Matt, you know, these characters magically showed up here. There is a group <laughs> of people, blood, sweat, and tears literally behind the sweating their hours away from their time and family to make the things that you really love. These are people. And so treat our, treat our artists, treat our creatives, treat everyone in an organization with respect, just like you want to be treated with respect and care for your job. Same way. So again, I encourage you, if you want to get educated, Google video game unionization. There's a ton of articles. I encourage you to read them. I think this will go along the same lines as what we saw in, in Hollywood. A lot of the different sections of Hollywood has a lot of unionization. And I think that's where it probably needs to go in the in gaming industry, where you've got your designers who could be unionized, your writers. I don't know if they fall under the same writer guild or whatever like that in, in Hollywood, but maybe there's a writer union. Then you got, you got actors who are actors. acting. Yeah. Voice acting that probably are already part of the actors guilds and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's funny as, as a person who does voice acting, right. And I do auditions. I work with a company. And like when we go through our first, our first like intro, they're like, are you unionized? Or are you non-unionized? Mm. And I'm like, I'm non-unionized at this point. Right. And they're like, cool. Cause that means we're going to give you specific, specific stuff that we can't give the union folk. Yeah. Right. I was yep. like, ah, that's interesting. Yes. Um, right. There's all these, <laughs> yep. there's these, all these kind of like layers around it as well. Yes. But, uh, also, thank you, Mecca. It's the book is called press restart. I appreciate that. Thank you. Cool. Mecca to the rescue. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you, Mecca. All right. Moving on down the list of news. We got the next game to be included in the Jackbox party pack nine will be announced tomorrow. So there is a YouTube video on that. Jesse, did you watch the video on that? Well, it won't be out until tomorrow. Oh yeah, Ooh, that's call. right. I, sorry, I thought it was the game was going to be announced tomorrow, but I, I get it. So, be on the look for that video either later later today if you're watching this uh, as it was or listening to this uh, after it's been posted. If you're watching live, it's tomorrow. Um, next on the list is three yeah, new it's, games. Are it's, it's, it's supposed it's supposed to go live at four uh, forty five Eastern as a as a premiere. Okay, cool. All right, so three new games were released earlier today on the Sega Genesis Mega Drive NSO Plus expansion pack. We got Shining Force 2, Space Harrier Harrier 2, and Sonic the Hedgehog Spinball. Any of these guys, any of these games interest you, Alex? Looking forward to any of these? I played, I don't think it was called Spinball. I think it was called Pinball on the Game Gear because <laughs> I okay. did own a Game Gear when I was a kid. So, nice. I mean, it looks fun, you know kind of fun uh i'll play it i've never played shining force i did take a look at the video seems kind of like an rpg-ish kind of like uh i want to say a link to the past means 16 bit kind of uh Fire final fantasy gameplay yeah so i don't i don't think i'll be playing that now space harrier that looks like fun <laughs> and i i've played i think i played the first one i wasn't that an arcade at one point space harrier probably i think i and think master it was an system it was on the master um, system as well yeah, I remember my cousin had the master system. Uh, he lived in Canada. He's out in Montreal. So I used to go when I used to go visit them. 
uh, he he had a master system, and I'm pretty sure he had the first Space Harrier, and I I did like it a lot. Uh, I owned a Genesis. I was a I was a Sega person growing up in the '90s, and I never owned Space Harrier too. But that would be something I would play once it comes out tomorrow, most likely. Yeah. The gameplay yeah. of the Space Harrier kind of reminds me of Sin and Punishment, if you're aware of that game. Yes. Yes. All right. That seems like fun. Definitely. The fast paced action looks like it'll yep. be fun, and I'll probably die a bunch of times and be like, okay, I tried it. Hundred <laughs> percent. But I'm looking forward to trying out Spinball myself because I I like uh, uh, video game companies' takes on the pinball game with their characters. So Metroid Prime Pinball being one of my favorites. So, um, so how about you guys, Jesse, Justin? Any of these interest you? Not really. It's Sega, no. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to bring up the Sega moms to talk about this another time. So <laughs> that's great. <laughs> right. <laughs> but thanks. Thankfully, this didn't drop when uh, Kit and Krista were here because Kit would have just exploded all over, you know, just been like, oh, my gosh, Sonic. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, um, game releases uh, we got coming up the Sonic Origins. I know this is hot on topic on everybody's list. Everybody. Sonic Origins that was re- talked about. <laughs> and we have multiple editions that are coming out so if you weren't confused enough about what sonic origins even is this will make more confused we have multiple editions we have standard edition which is forty dollars and these are u.s prices by the way uh digital deluxe edition is 45 dollars and the digital deluxe version comes with all dlcs except for the pre-order dash pack um the bundle will include the following games Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and Sonic CD. So all of these games were remastered, essentially. Uh, And that was the part I was confused about because it was like, okay, so this is just a Sonic collection of some sort. uh, And they're just renaming it Sonic Origins. But yeah, then, my understanding is these aren't just like like em, like emulation, not like re- not like yeah, they're not emulated. They're actually remastered for yeah, current gen systems. They, they and it's still not coming the to the same. Switch, right? It is. It is. It is. I'm it's on, on standby, I think, right now. Okay, because I'm on their website, Sonic Origins. Yep. Yeah. First, they, this infographic is the worst infographic I have ever seen. It is. It's it insane. Nintendo Switch says is info coming soon, just because they don't. The Nintendo site doesn't have pre-download or pre-order links yet. Oh, is like, that it? Okay. Ex- oh, yeah. Like, like oh, Xbox yeah, and PlayStation okay. and Steam and Epic do. Yep. So, and speaking yeah, of pre-orders, there's a pre-order and receive the start dash DLC pack featuring in-game currency, which is a hundred bonus coins, new mirror mode unlocked, and customize your playthrough with themed letterbox background. Sorry, note. I, can we go back to this? I'm sorry. They're offering five different pre-orders. Is that no, what that you, is? No, you either pre-order the standard edition or you pre-order the digital deluxe edition. If you pre-order either one, you get these bonuses. At least that's Correct. my understanding. This and you get four info. different yeah, games the in there in the in the pack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pre-order and receive that DLC pack I was talking about with 100 bonus coins, new mirror mode, customize your playthrough with theme letterbox, and note pre-orders currently available for all platforms except for the Switch. So going back to what you guys were talking about. 
There will also be a premium fun pack DLC that adds hard missions, the letterbox backgrounds, character animations in the main menu, camera controls over the main menu islands, and character animations during music islands. Whatever the hell those mean. A separate classic music pack will be available as DLC. And all of this and more can be yours on June 22nd. <laughs> so, yeah. So we don't know how much those two DLC packs will cost. Probably it'll be more than $5. So if you're interested in that, you might as well go with the digital deluxe edition. But but if there's only a $5 difference between standard and digital, why not just sell the digital own, the deluxe edition and say that's the only version and make everyone pay the 45 It's just, I don't know. I guess at this point, I, I, I'm with you, Jesse. Either you... Either you pre-order the standard edition and just go, I don't need the fun pack, the music pack, and the start dash pack, right? Oh, well, it's included in the pre-order. Either I either I get the bare bones or I just go and just get the whole deluxe edition. I would not pay extra for the other packs if I already have the standard edition is what I'm trying to say. I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up paying way more than just getting the digital deluxe edition. But with that being said, that little, these all these rings all over the place, it just seems very confusing. Very confusing, in my opinion. Yeah, it took me yeah, a while and that is, analyzing that grid yeah. of rings to come up with the notes for the show. <laughs> and that was that is what the internet is going on about is the the announcement of this and just how crazy all over the place it seems. So, because I mean, just initially, again, for me looking at it, not following it when I first saw it, it was like, okay, what is Sonic Origins? Is this a new game? Is this like a, a sequel to Sonic Mania or something um, or a prequel to Sonic Mania? You know, that that's that's the thoughts that were going through my head. And then, of course, having to read it all, I was saying, OK, so there's these four games that have already been out in collections or in other various ways. Um, but then, OK, I read further and find out they're remastered. So, OK, that's cool. And uh, apparently you can pick which character you're going to play as in any of these games yeah from what i saw yeah you like you can actually play with knuckles in sonic one which was not something you could do before i mean um, i thought you could stack up games on top of not for sonic one not for sonic (laughs) okay yeah sonic two sonic two and three you could stack on top of the sonic and knuckles cartridge okay Um, two i didn't know that yeah, two. I I don't remember what it gave you on two. I think it only gave you the option to play with Knuckles. It's not like it's not like you could do something extra on it. But uh, yeah, that was about it. Sonic One would not work because I okay. had them all and it wouldn't work. Um, from my perspective <laughs> though, um, not that I'm a 100% Sonic fan. I do like Sonic. It did, it did have a huge impact. I guess when I went to get a Super Nintendo at one point, I decided yeah. to go with the Sega Genesis. Um, mind you, I think it came out in 91. So I was approximately nine years old. So the commercials did hit hard, you know, when they were say, <laughs> when they would tell you, you know, what, Sega Sega. Can do. yeah, set, what Genesis <laughs> can do and Nintendo don't. Right. I was like, all right, well, you know, well, I'll go ahead and get that Sega Genesis. <laughs> yes. So, um, I did grow up playing with a lot of Sonic, um, for any of the people who are actually deciding to buy this, I would say, um, it's better for you to play sonic one with these options if you've never played sonic one 
Sonic 1 is not the greatest Sonic game. And I know a lot of people go and play it just because they're like, oh, well, you know, I want to try it out. And it's to me personally, it's not that fun. It's it, the gimmick is you go really fast. Great. You go really fast. And the hedgehog looks really cool, right? I think it's cooler than, than Mario. You can't see where you're going until you're face full of spikes. Exactly. But <laughs> it's not really that fun after that first green hill zone, right? Then you're like, all right, now what do I do? And then I'm dying all the time. And if I don't have any rings, I'm done. There's no speed. There's no little speed ball like, you know, Sonic 2. So I always tell people, play Sonic 2 if you've never played Sonic. Start there. With that being said, I believe Sonic Mania is much better than this. So if you don't own Sonic Mania, I would say try Sonic Mania first. And then if you really do like it, then go ahead and become a fan and buy this Sonic Origins mess, you know, where it's like $40 for standard, $45 for pre-order. But um, <laughs> will I buy it? Pretty sure I will. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I will. Just because I like Sonic. I do. And I like the fact that I've never played with Knuckles on the first date. It's just me throwing money at Sega. Because this one is actually made by Sega. Sonic Mania is not. So that's that's a big There was, uh, I understand, Sonic Mania. The people who were involved with that were involved with this as well, from what I understand. They did an amazing job with Sonic Mania, by the way, if you're you're a Sonic fan. Cool. The speculations I'm hearing about this game is... when they showed the screenshot of what the character select screen looked like, there's a lot of void in that screen. So there's might people are suspecting that there might be other playable characters, say Amy, that can be unlocked. Yeah, that's cool. I, and thank you very much, Alex, because I I told this this story before. I tried Sonic because I borrowed a friend's Genesis with Sonic. Yeah, I <laughs> I remember and the story. Swapped yeah. it for with my, you know, SNES, and we both called each other back, and we're like, "Let's swap back." Because yep. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Because I was used to Mario games, he was used to Sonic games, and you can't at the time as a kid, you could not crisscross those two. Uh, Listen, I heard this. I heard this somewhere. I don't remember off the top of my head, and it made so much sense. Um, Mario as the mascot for Nintendo has way better games and more successful games than Sonic as the mascot for Sega. And well, anyway, Sega does not have a console anymore. So, um, but what's interesting is that even though it has some catastrophic bad games, we're still going to the movies and watching Sonic movies and I'm still buying Sonic mania. And most likely I will throw money at Sega again and buy the Sonic origins thing. So there's something appealing about this blue hedgehog. I, yes. I, I'll never well, forget. You got to remember there were more people who like Mario than Sonic. Yes. So there's going to be a lot more voices around Mario saying Mario is better than Sonic. So, you know, it's, and, different. And, it's different, though, if you see the perspective, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm a huge Mario fan. Like That's what that's what I stream. I stream Mario Maker. I love I love the 2D platforming aspect of Mario, you yes. know, uh, appealing as a mascot. You're like, yeah, he looks cool. He looks OK. But, you know, Sonic looks like, oh, my God, blue blur going <laughs> fast. And he goes around in circles like a roller coaster appealing to me when I was, you know, 10, 9 or whatever it is when I bought the, the Sega Genesis. And I think that's where uh, from a business perspective, Justin, I think that's where Sega's throwing the money at. They're like, well, people like the way he looks. People like his sneakers. You know, big deal about his sneakers when they were doing the uh, the uh, what should we call it? The uh, the first movie. Yeah, and then Puma went ahead and saw, and you know, Puma saw a, a moment and said, you know what, let me get let me get these sneakers out because I can make some money because people are talking about 
his shoes in the movie. So it's stuff like that where I know Sega is trying to make their bang for their buck. Yeah, I mean, he's I mean, from a you know, I think I think as much as I dismiss Sega and, and, and the Genesis and, and Sonic, Nintendo really isn't in the position they are if it wasn't for the console wars of the 90s that pitted Sonic and Mario against each other. And the, you know, you know, Sega does what Nintendo doesn't yep. or, or don't, right? And all that. Like, so they kind of really became like a yin to yang that they kind of they like in some ways, like Mario needed Sonic to kind of be something to challenge us, right? And, and Nintendo as an organization needed something to challenge them, right? The competition. Because at that point, if you look at the, the, the video game scene in the late 80s, early 90s, Nintendo had such a large market share. They were basically a monopoly of video games, yep. right? And that crack that in, the, in their armor allowed inevitably down the line for PlayStation and Xbox to enter. So as much as Sega and the Genesis and Sonic inter- intertwined together, um can feel like a blip that was such an important pivotal moment. And I think the thing that we're seeing, Alex, to the point of like the shoes, the movie kids, you know, when we were kids, right. These people who are now 40 disposable income who were like, I was Sonic. He was my jam. Right. And he's been in the corner, you know, we put Sonic in, nobody puts baby in the corner, but somebody put Sonic (laughs) in the corner for the last 30 years. And now he gets to come out and kind of gets to strut about. And everyone's like, I was a Sonic kid. Yes. Right. And Sega's <laughs> like, make it rain. Let's go. Right. 100%. And, and 100%. so they're absolutely capitalizing on a tremendous nostalgia. Nostalgia is a thing yes. that we can sell. It's huge. is so huge. huge. So huge. Right. Companies, huge. organizations are made up of nostalgia. Huge. And they're at a spot now where people have disposable income or of an age. So they connect with it perfectly. And so you're buying shoes, you're going to see movies. And all of a sudden now you are the biggest Sonic fan ever. <laughs> and also now it's also generational. Yes. Right. Cause I brought my kids to Sonic movie. Like this is, this is what Pokemon is, right? It has a generational tie in regards to, I did this as a kid. I have grown up. Now my kids are connected to it. Win, win, win. Right. I mean, it's almost as if there's a podcast about video games from a dad perspective because of these things. Right. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly thing. what you're saying. I um, My kids saw the first Sonic movie, loved it. We, he started playing some Sonic games. We he, he pushed me to go, let's go do the, the second one. Let's go see the second one. We saw the second one. McDonald's came out with the toys. And guess, guess what Alex was doing that <laughs> night? We went to six, seven, seven different McDonald's to complete his collection. Wow. He that's... wanted this. He wanted oh. this. And. Listen, I was going to say you were craving mom. chili dogs, but uh, <laughs> that's a better. Me answer. and his mom were like, "We need to make this happen," and uh, we were just missing this. We were missing Sonic, and uh, I, I work in the city. I went to two McDonald's in the city while I was walking, couldn't find it. Lo and behold, she went to the mall and found it. But again, yeah. McDonald's and, just made money off. Yeah, of yeah, us. for sure. Oh yeah, and you know what? What what a what a missed uh, opportunity business opportunity <laughs> there was here, in my area. Do you know where you can get a chili dog? <laughs> Sonic drive-thru. Sonic <laughs> really? They oh should, yeah. Gosh. Yes. Yeah. Should have. They should have. Exactly. They should have bought the rights. <laughs> they should have bought and the some, rights. Something too that you guys were talking about generational too is what I found interesting. And we talked about this in the dinner table show. Uh when it when we talk about the Star Wars trilogies, the three different trilogies and the generations that are into each of the trilogies. Same thing can be said about Sonic. You have all the kids who are in their late 30s or in their forties that were in uh, 2d Sonic, the first Sonics. Right. And when the 3d 
Sonics came out or the attempts at those, they were like, ah, no, I want my 2D Sonic, you know, that type of thing. But kids like my youngest who were playing the 3D ones oh. were into those like my youngest. And so when the first Sonic movie came out, he was wanting to see it because he was a fan of all of the like DS Sonics, the mm-hmm. 3DS Sonics. Yeah. And then there's Sonic know. 06 that no one's a fan of. <laughs> so, you know, the Sonic Adventures, the Sonic Colors, you know, all those and the Sonic Force, all those were his favorites. Those are his Sonic, not yep. not Sonic 1, 2, 3 or Sonic Knuckles, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Although he knew of them because of me sharing like the, the, the collections that they had at the time. So, but his were all the 3D ones or the, you know, more of the 3D model type ones. So he was excited about it. And that was why I enjoyed watching the movie was seeing his reaction to the Sonic movie. Cause I didn't grow up with Sonic. I, again, you heard my story. Yep. Sonic wasn't my thing, but I wanted to see it cause he wanted to see it. And man, it was just put a big smile on my face to see him enjoy it. And then of course we saw the second one as well and enjoyed that. Uh, and you know, just the, and this time, you know, he's a few years older, he's, you know, 13 this year. And we, brought his buddy along to watch it too. And so they're, you know, it reminded me when I was with my buddies watching, you know, movies back in the day. So yep. that was, that was the blast for me. So, and, but again, it goes back to the whole different generations wanted to see Sonic for different reasons. So that's why the movie I think is doing well as well. Exactly. Doing kind of like as a, well as it is. Just like a Marvel thing. They're trying. Yes. Just yes. like the Marvel thing. Yeah, that's correct. Excellent. So with that, that's the end of our news discussion. Uh, I don't think I missed anything. I mean, we talked about Xenoblade again coming out in July. That is the last upcoming game we have on the news. Um, So with that, we're ready for our ad break. Gentlemen, big thanks to Manscaped for their continued support with Nintendo Dads. Now, hey, let me tell you something. You need to start off your spring clean and start using Manscaped, the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, to get the most precision shave of your hedges. Did I mention that it's waterproof as well? No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool, equipped with an LED light, so you know it'd be a major asset to your new shower routine. And by the way, maybe you jump out of the shower, Right. Hey, you got you do you're doing your daily grooming routine. Well, don't forget to finish off your grooming routine with the plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face. Finest shave on your face, because if you're using your lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong. And that's gross. Stop it. Stop it. Use the right tools for the right job. And the start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped has partnered with Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35. That is crazy. That is the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and give support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of the We Save Balls initiative. So ladies and gentlemen, head over to, head over to manscaped.com, use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Also, gentlemen, gentlemen, our other sponsor, of course, is Gooder. And uh, listen, 
We're excited to continue to partner with Gooder and bring Gooder to the Nintendo Dads community because Gooder thinks gaming is fun and your gear should be too. Gooder makes fun and fashionable and functional sunglasses that everyone can afford. Folks, let me tell you right now, I want you to head over to Gooder and check out the website because we, we've got these blue light glasses. You see us wearing them all the time. We absolutely love them. Love them. But ladies and gentlemen, up here in the great white north, Sun's out, guns out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm out here sporting my brand new sunglasses that I have got from Gooder. And they have got some amazing, amazing glasses. They have a collection right now called Glasses of the Gods. Um, and they are changing out their glasses all the time. They have got different kind of styles. Um, they have got different kind of uh, frames. They have different kind of patterns, collections. They have just some tremendous stuff. The nice thing about Gooder that I really, really enjoy, not only are they functional, not only are they fashionable, they are super affordable. Um, I have three or four pairs of Gooder glasses and I wear them out. And people literally say, where did you get those glasses? And I'm like, they're Gooder. And then I'm like, and listen, if you also want to use uh, Gooder glasses or you want to you know, benefit from them, hey, then maybe you should use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 15% off at gooder.com. Um, man, I would highly recommend it there. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Tim's got his on Tim. What are your, what are your, what are yours called there? The, the flux, uh, the capacitor flux, ones, flux capacitors. Those are some fantastic glasses. We absolutely, absolutely love gooder. Uh, so again, head over to gooder.com. Use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Uh, for 15% off and free shipping with that code. I'm also going to say this, Gooder, not only do they do glasses, they've actually got some sweet wares in there too right now. They've got a t-shirt that I'm, I'm eyeing up right now. It's called Whiskey Shots with Satan. Um, and it looks pretty cool. Like it's a pretty cool looking shirt. Um, so, I mean, listen, there's a ton of fantastic glasses out there. Do it. That's all I'm going to say. Just do it. If you want to get your ZZ top on, then you can. Yeah, get get those on. And like I said, hey, it's it's the <laughs> summer coming out. You know, you got to be you're heading down to the beach. Man, great glass. You're outside barbecuing. Great sunglasses. You're dry, you're on you're throwing the top down. You're driving around the family. Great glasses. You know what I'm saying? You're on a boat like Marty is. Guess what Martin Marty's doing? I saw his pictures on Twitter. Boom. Gooder sunglasses. Why? Because they're amazing glasses. That's why. So head over to Gooder as well. And thank you to Gooder for their continued support. Tim, back to you. Thank you to Manscaped and Gooder again for sponsoring us. And again, thank you all for who give us our, their subscriptions at Patreon and uh, Twitch. So those don't get unnoticed. It helps keep these lights on that I have on the background. See those lights, they keep, <laughs> they keep those, that electric bill paid. No. <laughs> all right, moving on. The next thing we're going to talk about is rumors. By the way, Justin, uh, James Hump, Hup, excuse me, Mas Masia, and Paul, I apologize if I messed up your name. Your ad really touched my heart. I love to buy the couch to help you reach your financial goal uh, for tickling random people's belly button. That's what that says. I did. I did read that, and I was like, "Did I? Am I? Am I did I?" <laughs> Did I black out the cold medicine? You made people laugh. You made okay, people laugh. Good. All right. Fair enough. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So our rumor today, and a lot of people I'm sure heard about this. There was a leak about Game Boy games coming to NSO. 
are Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games coming to NSO. A Switch compatible emulator has been leaked to the internet. And everybody's talking about it. Again, we get these kind of rumors. And I just wonder, is this Nintendo trying to figure out who's leaking their stories again? You know what I mean? Like they just put something out. They hand out some stories to somebody and say, here, don't tell anybody about this. And then it gets leaked and they're like, aha, we know who you are, leaker. And yeah, then, but this is, seems different in that it's there's it's there's actually files. Oh, out wait, there no, that, that's right. There's files. That's right. Yeah. You, you, if you have a modded switch, you can install them and run this emulator. So yes, that's right. Is it isn't. That yeah. It isn't a leak. That's true. My bad. Thanks for unactualing me. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it is in the news uh, now. Right now, that we are it that got some emulators that in the files that are showing a lot of games have been tested. Um, not sure if they're actually working or not. They were just tested to see if, I guess, if they if these games will work on here. What do you guys think, Alex? Are you do you want to see any uh, Game Boy games come to the Switch? Game Boy Advance. Uh, game? Listen, personally, I love Metroid Fusion. I would love to have it on my Switch. I actually bought a Game Boy a Game Boy Advanced a year ago because I used to have one with Metroid Fusion. And I wanted to replay it, but it's impossible to get that cartridge. I don't know if you guys have seen the value of that cartridge. It is ridiculous. I'm not willing to pay $100 for that cartridge. Can I send my kids to college if I sell mine? I'm telling you. it's uh, <laughs> If you have it in mint condition, I'm pretty sure, and rated, I'm pretty sure you can get thousands of dollars. Okay, I need it. to get it rated. Then. <laughs> um, Metroid, if you get it Metroid, rated, then it'll never be played again. So yeah, it's not... Metroid Zero Mission. And Metroid you're not Fusion getting it right to play, now, you're just getting it to collect. <laughs> true. Very true. It's through the roof. Um, I do like uh, I do like the Game Boy Advance. Uh, yeah, I, I'm like leaning more towards that myself. The Advance games. Yeah, the Advance yeah. is what I like. Um, I I I never owned a Game Boy. Uh, I did own a Game Boy Color, but really didn't do much with it. So Game Boy Advance would be the way to go. And I just looking forward to playing Metroid Fusion if that's the possibility. I bought a Wii U for Metroid Fusion. I'm just a Metroid <laughs> fan, right? So I I have them all in boxes right now because I don't play them, but um, they're there. So I would like uh to be able to play Metroid Fusion on. This uh, on is the something Switch. that I was hoping they would come out before um, Dread came out, so that you could exactly. be able to play. Not just those, obviously, but other Game Boy Advance games and all that kind of stuff. But be able to be able to play those previous Metroid games that, yes, obviously we couldn't. I mean, Jesse, you, you tried. You, you, to, don't, you don't have a 3DS with the ambassador certificate. I do. I don't. I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy a 3DS I, though, because that's how I replayed Fusion. Yeah, I tried. I thought I did, and I bought a a 3DS. Uh, I was just very lucky because it was during that boom also with 3DSs where they were ridiculously expensive too. They were going for $300, $400 a pop. And uh, I went on, I went on IG and I just put a story. I'm like, please, anybody look into your boxes, anything you guys don't want a 3DS, let me know. And I was just lucky enough that an old coworker of mine said, I don't need mine. I can just sell it to you for 80 bucks. And I got Majora's mask with it i got i i got a few games that i that i know for a fact are worth way more than 80 dollars. so thank <laughs> thank you for that but um yes if you're is, listening Verducci, awesome. thank you <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah i couldn't I, I thought I, I thought i had the ambassador 
um, what should we call it? What, whatever it was, the uh, the games that came out, because I remember getting a 3DS when it came out, but uh, I guess not. And I wasn't able to play Fusion. So I did my own thing and I and I played it, you know, non Nintendo happy thing, way to do it. So I did it, <laughs> but I played it. <laughs> yes. Yep. And then that's I, I hope it's true. I hope they do bring out we you know, I think we've we've had predictions of them doing this in years past as well. Um, I don't remember if we even, I think we mentioned it for this year's prediction as well. I, none of them remember the notes on it. So, um, all right, Jesse, are you looking forward to any Game Boy, Game Boy Advance games coming? Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to try to replay, uh, the, the Zelda one. now Minish Cap, even though yes. I, I do have that on the 3DS, but I'd like Same to here. play it, you know, on my couch. You know, you know, couch on the big screen is how I've been playing my games a lot lately. And yes. It's actually hard. It's hard getting harder for me to play it on handheld. You know, the eyes are doing weird things for me. Yeah. So yeah, and a lot of so yeah, there are. I I don't have a lot of history with Game Boy Advance games because I never owned one until after the DS launched. Okay. And after seeing some of the GBA games on a DS, that made me buy Game Boy Advances later. And, <laughs> and yeah. then uh, and then with the and then integrate them with the GameCube. Okay. You know, like yep. Pac-Man versus and a few a few of the other uh, the Zelda Four Swords game that can do that, things like that. I've been hoping for Drill Dozer to come if they do bring that. So, because I actually enjoyed that game a lot, I never got to beat it. Uh, so I was hoping for that one, and and of course Minish Cap. <laughs> if you've heard my story about that one, I I was this close to beating it and lost the files because of a kid. <laughs> so I'd try that again. Uh, Justin, do you have any interest? Yeah, I mean, I think I think any time that Nintendo can add more value to this this program is critical, right? I mean, I think that that's a so I I take that. Um, I didn't have a Game Boy Advanced. I only had a Game Boy. Um, and then I sold my Game Boy when I was super stupid to get more money to buy like a Nintendo 64. And I wish I hadn't done that. I really desperately want Nintendo to release a Game Boy Classic. Um, that, similar. Yeah. That's what I really want. I want them to do that. I want that. I want like, and it to feel like the old Game Boys, like that brick. I've been having okay. this nostalgia of like, I should just go buy like an old Game Boy and start that collection. And I'm like, no, it's, it's a rabbit hole. I don't want to go <laughs> yep. down. I don't want to go down hole. that. And I'm going to, like, sorry, sorry, sweetheart. Why hole. is there a $165 handheld purchase yeah. on our credit card? And I'm like, ah, uh, I've looked at that rabbit hole. <laughs> a tough I've one. actually, I have a, a advance too that's sitting in a drawer that needs some refurbishing. So I thought I've looked at those kits that you can get to, you know, put in the new screen and, and all that kind of stuff. And just like, I've had to back away, you yeah. know, just like, I don't need another system to have more games added to my backlog. <laughs> well, and I think this is, this goes back to a bit of our conversation earlier with Alex, which is like nostalgia is not, sorry to be rude. Nostalgia is a bitch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have this memory of like sitting down. I like, I remember like I saved up to buy my game, my game boy. And I remember buying a, I think my mom got it for me for Christmas, like this case. And it was this long plastic case and like you open it, it kind of went like this. Oh yeah. And then like yeah. the, the, it had this, this like not styrofoam, but like that, that like um, 
soft foam and you'd have the, it was like right there for the console. And then near the bottom end of it was you'd stack all the games like in a row and it was like blue and you'd like truck, you'd like carry it along. I have such a rich nostalgia and and memory of those things. But again, it's one of those things of like, how long would that be awesome for? And then you're like, "Hmm, hmm, (laughs) I could just use an emulator on the switch and I'd be just fine with that as well. Um, I'm excited. Like, as I look at this, at this image here, Golden Sun, I never played, but I've always heard great things about it. So that kind of interests me. There are definitely some games in that in that in that time frame that I never had a chance to play that I'd be like, oh, I'd really love to give that a go. I yes. do think this is I do think this is inevitable. I wouldn't be shocked if this was part of the um, their E three announcement. If I'm being honest, um, so I don't I don't know where this will show up. Um, I you know, and then also then like. For all we know, in about three days from now, someone's going to be, be like, oh, I was actually the one that made that. It was a whole hoax. And I wanted to see whether I could get the Internet. And you're like, I yeah. hate you so much. Um, but uh, I that's think what I, drives me nuts about this kind of stuff. But every news outlet is just going nuts about this. And yep. um, and it, it's I mean, it makes sense. I mean, we've all speculated about it and stuff like that. And we even speculated about what Justin was just talking about, a Game Boy classic coming out and how we would like to see that brought out. And I was actually just thinking the other day how I would buy not just a Game Boy Classic, but if Nintendo were to just come out with a another pillar that was a portable system, more portable than the Switch, of just being able to go back and play all their handheld games on that portable system. So everything starting from the Game Boy going all the way up to the 3DS being able to download or use the original cartridges um probably more download but say well i'm not going to even speculate about you know being business sense i'm just going to say like if it if they came out with a system that you could download or use the original cartridges that i would buy i would buy that technically there (laughs) is it's just not nintendo branded but catalog pocket yeah i was gonna say yes but that's that's not all the pocket games though i'm saying if it was nintendo branded where it was like all of their portable systems that you could go back and they release a new e-shop that you can go and download everything from game boy all the way up to 3ds and yes it had two two screens to be able to play all of those i would do it yeah i i'm 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 with you yeah i i'm yeah yeah i'm 100 on board with that right like i think that'd be like but that's a that's a funny thing is like nintendo the analog pocket's a great example nintendo's not doing anything so somebody else comes in that space understands the power of nostalgia understands what they can do they build they build a better mousetrap right and they eat that and they eat that space where nintendo could be like listen I, we could do this for like a hundred, like you put it out, like the old the classics, like the NES or the SNES classic. Here's a hundred bucks. We've, we've loaded like 65 of the best Game Boy games onto it. Boom. You're done. You're done. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's buying it. Yep. Even if you look at the, the play date, right? The reviews came out yes. this week for the play date. Yep. That is a nostalgia machine that is built on old <laughs> graphics, two buttons, the whole nine yards. Everyone's losing their mind. Right. Cause here's what happens. I'm going to play so it for bad. 45 minutes. Yep. And then I'm going to go put it on my shelf over here where my, uh, where I'm currently looking at my game and watch. Yep. Right. And I'm not going to touch it again. But by the way, you Ikea, just got my, my you, Ikea thing where you put it yeah, right exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There you go. But y'all All just, but y'all just got, right now. y'all just got Me my too. money. Y'all just got my money. It's um, just, which, it's just like the Futurama, uh, the fry Futurama meme. 
Take yeah, my money. One. That's all it is. Yes. Yeah. Tim, yep. I have one too, but the wire yep. is still connected to it. I, yes. I, 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 yeah. I'm going to one-up you. Uh-oh. But he's got to go find, uh, out of his chair to find it. <laughs> all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to one-up you for fun on this one. Oh, oh, oh you got second. the famic. Oh, yeah, I got the famic. Here, I'll take, I'll take off my camera. Choose virtual background. Off. There we go. There it is. Yeah, I got the yeah. Famicom one. Nice. Because I was living nice. in you Ireland when they released it. That's really so cool. This is the one that I got. So nice. with the color buttons. Yeah, with the color yeah. buttons and everything. Yeah. yeah. I'll never. I like, the, I'll never, I like the purple though. You, yeah. You, oh, well, me too. I guess because I, I. So <laughs> really quick, uh, a little background about me. I grew up half of my life here, and my other half, I grew up in Colombia. And when I went to live to Colombia. Everybody, there was no such thing as NES or SNES. They either called it a family or a Nietzsche man. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell this is. And then a, a friend of mine showed me what a family is. And it was a Famicom. And I'm like, oh, my God, is that Nintendo? I had no idea. I'd never seen it before. Yeah. And then uh, when they came out with these classics, I was like, you know what? That brings nostalgia because it brings me back to my childhood in Colombia, even though yeah. I, I, I know a NES and I couldn't find it here. And they were ridiculously expensive on eBay. The one you have and uh, the other Famicom, the uh, the mini. And I just I just I, I have the NES and the SNES uh, mini, but I couldn't get those because they're very uh, expensive to get. But those are really cool. The funny yeah. thing about these ones, uh, the one I got here, there was a shop that I that in um, Ireland, not too far from where I live, called Smith's which is a toy shop, right? Essentially, where I got all the video games when I was there and stacks those things absolute oh, wow. stacks them had i been super smart i should have bought a ton of them and brought them over yep. and put them on 100%. ebay at the time yeah ridiculous but yeah those are cool but nostalgia yeah. you are correct nostalgia yeah. will make me buy anything at this point <laughs> yes. yeah i was just seeing in the chat here sean capri said sean did you sean said justin i literally just did that sean did you go and buy a game boy is that what you did <laughs> <laughs> i think i remember hearing him talking about that previously. oh man it like there is like like there are times i look at him like i should just pull this but here's the thing is i want it in box i want it like almost sealed sure. i like i yeah. want to like when i open the box you hear that styrofoam <laughs> sound that comes out of it like yeah oh man I, um, I, yeah. quick question for you guys since we're talking about nostalgia really quick have you guys been to the nintendo store in new york city i have yes Okay, I have not. That is a big. That is a big problem when you go there. Um, yes. <laughs> every so I, I got this there, of course. Nice. Yes. I every I go there multiple times a year. My kid loves that store. I work, I work maybe blocks away from it. It's it's bad. It's a bad store to go to. That, but that, that would time, be bad. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, um, the nostalgia hits hard because they have like a little handheld section. Yes. Where they show you the growth of the handheld. In, in within Nintendo, and yeah. you're like, oh man, where do I get that one? And mm-hmm. then you're, you're, I'm, I'm like on my phone, literally going, okay, let yeah. me see how much it goes for. And then you're like, oh no. And then I have my partner here going, what are you doing? <laughs> my, not my, put that on your credit card. My <laughs> wife and I went so kind of a stepped away statement here. My wife and I went to New York for our 10 year wedding anniversary, which was about two weeks before we officially launched Nintendo Dads, and. When we went down there, so my wife and I were like, I'm like, can we please go here? She's like, of course, absolutely. So like, we basically spent an hour there. It was just before they had officially uh, released Amiibos. 
And so they were all in the glass containers. Like you couldn't buy them yet. They were still like, but they were at the store in these glass walls that you could look at them. I remember like taking photos and like sending them and trying to post them on our like Twitter account. Sounds like they were the same displays as when I had an E3 that year. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, probably, but but that that Nintendo store is amazing. Like they've got the Game yes, Boy that is. survived uh like the Gulf War. The Gulf War, like, yeah. yeah. Desert yeah. Storm. I, I yep. haven't been there. My wife plans on being in the New York area this summer. I asked her to take a swing by and f- buy me something. It's like <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, we have I to wish ask I could show you guys who, who, yeah. like you I, who live in New York to send us, you know, like hey, can you pick up something for us? Like I have the Metroid uh, hoodie, hoodie from there. Yeah. Um, oh, I wanted one, and I when I went, it was already out of stock. But um, sorry, we yeah, took if two you guys, of those. If you, <laughs> if you guys ever need anything, all you have to do is let me know because I'm I'm there almost all the time. I go to the city twice a week for work. So yeah, shout um, out to Liam who's been doing that for us too, and Mecca yeah. who's offered as well. Yeah, so it's de- thank it's you deadly, all. That place. Thank you all. Also, yeah. Justin Amiibos. Don't even get yeah. me started. I have a huge collection of Amiibos. really. Oh my god! I have the golden, um, the golden Mega Man that everybody wants. I have wow. that. I have all the Yoshi's, the yarn Yoshi's, the yep. big ones, small ones. I I collect those things like crazy. I love them. I love Amiibos. So every I time I go to that store, all of them behind me too. Yep. All my Amiibos were right back there. But I have I'm missing my, my a few. rig. My rig has all of them inside too. That's nice. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was that's I mean that's such an interesting time in even Nintendo's history there too, right? Yes. So they've got some. Yeah. They should be having some of the new ones come out soon. Like, shouldn't isn't the Min Min one out soon? Min Min's coming out soon. Uh, the pre-orders went out. Okay. Yeah. So I forget the exact date it drops, but yeah, those drops. So yeah. yeah. So they're definitely the nostalgia for sure. Because yep. like I said, I would snap up a Game Boy Classic or whatever comes out. I just. I don't understand why Nintendo doesn't just come out with a all-in-one, all-encompassing handheld classic <laughs> that yeah. will allow me to go on to its own eShop to download all the games from Game Boy to 3DS and be able yeah. to play it there and still have my Switch to play those games. So, And that's something I would, I would wish for if I could get it. So great discussion, guys, about that rumor. Uh, but speaking of discussion, let's go on to let's discuss. Let's do it. Okay, so we had to bring this up, and with the permission of our uh, our um, family of podcasts, the Retro Logic Show, they did a Controller Wars top controllers. Um, pitting pitting them against each other and everybody voting um and right now they're at the top four the top four consists of nes versus gamecube and switch pro versus n64 out of all of the controllers that it came down to out of all of them throughout the the lifetime of controllers that was put in these brackets and everybody voted on these are the last four, and they're all Nintendo controllers. I don't know the numbers. I don't know the numbers behind the votes. I don't know how many people actually voted. We don't have that kind of details. I just know that these are the last four. What do you guys think of the results? I know Jesse has an opinion on one, and that is on the Intellivision controller versus the Oya, Oyo, or whatever. Ooh, yeah. 
Booyah Ooh, yeah. controller. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the Intellivision yeah. controller lost. If, if, if Intellivision lost. would have lost to any other controller, I would have been fine and understood it. But the Ouya is the worst controller ever. <laughs> I owned one. I And it I lost. Can, I can say that. that. Oh, I see. The Intellivision is like the Coleco. It looks just like the Coleco controller. Yep. Right here. Yeah. Ah, oh, there you go. Yes. Yep. So it, basically, it's these are the last four in the t- uh, in the voting. So if you guys, if anybody listening wants to vote on this, go to RetroLogic's uh, uh, Discord. Um, I'm not sure if he's posting it on Twitter or not, um, but certainly go to their Discord and you can make your votes there as well. But basically, again, the top four is NES versus GameCube. And Switch Pro versus N64. Now, the one that I was upset about was the SNES controller lost out. I forget to which one. I think it was actually the Switch Pro. Yes. So the SNES controller lost out to the Switch Pro and then made it up to that point and Switch Pro run and won. And I think uh, it was, I heard that Dan said basically the Switch Pro is an upscaled version of the SNES controller. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically just a it's with you know it's it's an SNES controller with more stuff. And I was like, you can't use that argument because you could say you could say that about a lot of these controllers on this list. Any the the SNES controller is an upscaled version of the NES controller, you know. So yeah. uh but what do you guys think? Do you guys think uh this uh this list is any good or what do you guys think of this controller? Do you have a personal um, controller that didn't make it to this list that you think is part of your your number one list of I'm, controllers? I'm actually surprised the N64 controller made it this far. You know, it's people. You know, me too. It, a lot of people say it's the worst controller ever. I find it more, one of the most interesting ones and one of my favorite ones. In fact, it was like the first time I ever bought a an adapter to connect it to a PC and use it for PC games. So I would use my N64 controller for that. Okay. Mainly emulation of other games, but still, you know, it, and I think my son still has that adapter and I bought that 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know, I, I, I think all four of these deserve a spot here. Yeah. And uh, Marty actually made a comment too in regards to me uh, making comments about this being the top four in the SNES on here, he said actually that these all deserve to be here as well. Um, he agreed basically with you, Jesse, is that they these are all deserving uh, other than I think he said there was one that might have been missing, but I don't think he dove into it that much. Um, I'm trying to find exactly what he said here real quick. Um, Alex, what do you think? Okay, good question. I I don't know why I have... This is what I use for PC gaming. I don't know how the Xbox One controller is not in the top four. It's ergonomically perfect, in my opinion. It's way better than the PlayStation controller, in my opinion. It's it's the controller I use for everything else other than Nintendo, in my opinion. (laughs) So uh, whenever I play PC or Xbox, I use the Elite controller. It is amazing. Um, Other than that, uh, I am, I am, I'm very 
for the Nintendo controller structure. It is they're very good controllers. So for my old school gaming, I just showed you guys I have the uh, the Super Nintendo, and this is actually the one I was. Uh, now that I see the, uh, I think it's it, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. Ibusel on on the chat is asking if it's an 8-bit dough. Uh, I do own two 8-bit-dos from my SNES Mini, but this is the actual one from the Nintendo from the Nintendo website, and nice. it it's very nice. Like the clickiness, the D-pad, it actually works very well for my Mario Maker. It's this this actually competes pretty bad with the Pro Controller. The Pro Controller for me is by far the Nintendo Pro Controller for me is by far the best number one. Up Wait, which there. one? Sorry, Alex. The uh, the Pro Controller, the, the actual, Switch Pro yeah. Controller. Yeah, yeah, the Switch Pro Controller. This Pro yeah. Controller, I, I this is the second one I bought, and I bought the I bought it with the Switch when it first came out. So the last one lasted a good what four years, four and a half years. Oh, that's the Pro A, right? The Power A, sorry. The Power A Fusion. Yeah, this is yeah. my this is my Switch Pro controller, but it's the uh, Fusion, and I love it. Yeah, I love the, the the Pro controller. I really do. It's it's. I don't know what it is. I I, I want to. The word the word for me is the clickiness, right? So yes. the buttons feel clicky and nice. The uh, the distance, you know, between the buttons are good when you press it. The uh, the what should we call it? The uh, left the left stick, right stick perfect they never there's no drift on them i beat them up pretty bad <laughs> playing certain <laughs> games right and um and, and for and for for a controller overall i would say yes i i would give number one spot to the actual nintendo pro controller so here's what marty said he said everything but the n64 controller for him <laughs> is s tier on this list sound, sound yeah, about right. again i think just the nature of the audience that <laughs> is probably more Nintendo centric than anything else. Uh, so, so that's why there's all, you know, all the, the top, the top Nintendo, four yeah. are all Nintendo, like the yeah. top three. Well, two out of the three uh, on the, on the dads after dark uh, bracket were Nintendo characters and a Nintendo character won that. Yes. Yes. Very true. Very true. So, I, and I know everybody's got their favorites for me that, you know, I'm nostalgic again, that word coming up a lot here for the super Nintendo controller. Cause that was my, my first one. <laughs> there you go. Is that your controller? The state? Stadia. Oh, it's Stadia. Stadia. <laughs> what do you, what do you think about that Stadia controller, Justin? I actually, you know, like I'm just, I'm just having a bit of a joke about it. It's a very comfortable, it's a very comfortable controller. Um, it, it fits well. Um, it feels very like, it's kind of like, I mean, nowadays for a lot of the controllers, everyone feels like they're just copying someone else's homework. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this feels like it's a very nice, like a PlayStation controller and a Nintendo switch pro controller got in a room, closed the door for about five minutes and this came out. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's got a kind of a nice blend to it as well. It feels nice. The waiting is nice. I don't know if, I don't know about you guys, but I, I find like the weight of controllers matter. Um, we get a lot of controllers at like Nintendo dads HQ to review. And I find a lot of them just don't have the weight of it. I will say, I think the pro controller and I've got this one, this is the Splatoon one from way back. It is my default. Like if I'm, this is the golden standard for me for, for a controller. Uh, if I'm playing anything, I'm playing Apex, I'm playing Fortnite. I'm like, it has to be on this. I'm not playing it on anything else. Um, it has to be on. It's got just nice weight. And the rumble it, feels good. And the thing I like about how the Switch handles controllers is whenever it shows a 
representation of your controller, it's got the right coloring. Yeah. Yes. So like, yep. I, I saw, I don't remember what game it was, but one of the videos you did, it's, yeah. it, we can see the two colorings on the bottom of that yeah. controller. I will agree with Alex in regards to like, if I'm PC gaming, I'll use my, I'll use my Xbox controller. The one thing I find interestingly enough about it is it feels smaller. Do you mean like, like when I can, when I put it in my hand comparatively to the switch and maybe it's cause it's more rounded. I think like it's it, the distance, maybe the yeah. distance between, be. let me see. Like if you, if you like hold the two and then go back to it, you actually feel there's a little bit of a, it's the it's distance shrugged. between the the actual sticks. So the sticks, yeah. the stick distance between the pro controller on the switch is further apart than the ones on the actual controller on the Xbox. Yeah. Um, I feel like my hands have like muscle memory and it knows. It's like, all right, you're using an Xbox controller. <laughs> so yeah. It, it, it adjusts to it. But um, I only play. So I only play with I bought this elite one because the elite is amazing, by the way, the weight. It's it's the mm. weight. Yeah. Um, because they play a lot of Warzone. I know a lot of people mm. don't play Warzone. I do, I do play a lot of Warzone. And uh, that controller for me by far, I know a lot of people push these scuff controllers and all these other controllers for Warzone or for Fortnite and for Apex. Um, that elite controller by far for me is the gold standard for PC gaming. Like if yeah. you if you do PC gaming and you're willing to shell out $200 for like a scuff controller and all these other ones, I would say from my opinion, definitely go for the Xbox controller. Listen, you have 30 days to return it. Try it out. Take yeah. take my word for it. You'll love it. You'll keep it. I'm pretty sure. And I don't work for Microsoft, by the way. So right. <laughs> there you go. The control <laughs> the controller for me, like out of these four that that I just kind of automatically go to and I think goes back to that nostalgia is the old NES. Right. Yeah. I mean, like just playing that. Like I refuse to play anything on the Nintendo Switch emulator if I'm not using the the what the, the actual proper pads right because yeah. i mean it's, it's a thing like you're pressing in that a and that b and you swear to god you're pressing that button so hard it might come out the back and you start to hear like the actual thing begin to like crack a little bit yeah. like there is something about that feeling that really like sets it and i think that like right. the other interesting part about it is just like how important that like all of nintendo's console controllers have been kind of critical to like moving the, the gaming industry forward Right. When you think about like the, just the initial D button, right. That you saw in the NES. Right. And then you move over to like these, the SNES, right. We've got the four, we've got the four face buttons that are now standard in every controller. Right. And the introduction of the shoulder buttons, right. That's where those were got, those got introduced there, you oh, know, and that. I think then, then you move over to like the N64 rumble and the joystick, yeah. right. And the joystick, right. And yep. you've also got these trigger buttons back here, which, which became, sort of standardized right so it became like this like every time nintendo put out something it became the kind of like the industry said i'm going to take that and then we're going to standardize it or we're going to create it into our own way i thought um, of a controller so. that wasn't in this bracket do you, do you ever remember it was a controller for the gamecube designed for fantasy star online no it, no it, it's basically take a gamecube cut it in half and put a keyboard in the middle of it. Oh yes, okay. Oh That's yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, I saw that in the store and loved it. But I, I'm going to be more. I'm more questioning. Where did the power glove land? I don't think the power glove was on that list. Oh my god, I don't think that was on the list. Oh, I see <laughs> it. <laughs> or, power, uh, the, oh my god, the, or the Super Nintendo Bazooka. I had right. the Super oh, Scope. Yeah. The Super, super Scope. scope. Yeah, yeah, I had a go. power glove too. Yeah. Yep. 
Oh, I had man. the the uh, GameCube controller that had the built-in fans and the handles, and I loved it because uh, it was so nice. It kept my hands cool when I was playing. Mm. <laughs> so nice. That was my that was my favorite. Uh, and I saw Jesse, you and uh, Nenfrendo were talking about the Wii U, the Wii U controller, Pro controller. Yeah, uh, he. He he said, "Is it weird that I liked that one?" I'm like, "I don't think so. I liked it too." You know, the Wii U, the yeah. Wii U Pro Controller and the Switch Pro Controller, not a lot of the difference. same thing, right? <laughs> they, yeah, they're basically yeah, they're almost the same form factor. Too. Yeah, I got. I I'm pretty sure I have one on the table behind me. All right. Well, I think we beat yeah. that to death, and I'm sure they're going to be talking about that more on Retro Logic as well, especially when they get to the winners. Um, and, uh, if you haven't been listening to their show already, uh, listen to them and we'll be talking about them shortly too. When we're talking about our family podcast. So with that, let's move on to events. All right. We got three events coming up here. Uh, the usual dinner table. Everybody knows we have that every third uh, Friday of the month, we had the most recent one for April and had a lot of fun just chit-chatting as usual um, about stuff, you know, just about movies, music, games, whatever. We we just have fun just uh, hanging out and just, you know, getting to hang out with your buddies, even though we don't get to go to the pub and have a beer or two or anything like that. Some people do bring a beer on. Like Skinny Matt, he joined us too. So, and he he's our he's our beer expert that comes on the show. So, <laughs> uh, but yep, don't forget every third Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, you can join in on that. So we do have May 20th as the date set for the next one. Uh, so come join us, and you can be in the the way you can join us is if you're a Patreon subscriber or Twitch subscriber. And come join us in our Discord, and you can come join the, the conversation anytime. Uh, the next event is the Dragon Quest Builders 2 game trial uh, that they have going on. It starts today, or started yesterday, actually, the 20th. Uh, it started at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and it goes until 4-26, April 26th, at, uh, just before midnight uh, at uh, Pacific time. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo Switch Online members can download and try out the full Dragon Quest Builders 2 game for no additional cost with this latest game trial. Jesse, I know you are a big fan of the uh, Builders games. Um, so yes. what's your endorsement on this? Yeah, yeah I, I remember pl- I played through both of them and liked both of them. And uh, I remember saying that like at the end of the fr- like the first story arc after about 30 hours, yeah. If that was the end of the game, I would have been satisfied, but that was like a third or a fourth <laughs> of the game. There were several arcs after that. Nice. So it, it it's a beefy game and it 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 there's you know, it's you know, it's like Minecraft meets Dragon Quest, so there's right. a lot of physics going on with what each block does at each layer at any given frame. So I, I remember playing that game handheld at the time. And the system got hot and the battery drained fast. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, all right. So if anybody picks up this game, let us know. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on it. Or if you're playing it the during game trial and you decide to buy it after that, 
we'd love to know about that too. Cause I'm actually curious about, you know, how many people actually end up buying a game because yeah, of the normally, game trial. They'll normally put the game on discount with, when the game trial's over. I don't think oh, yes. have information on that yet. Hmm. Yeah, very we'll true. So week. keep, keep an eye out on that as well too. So, and I wonder if anybody actually takes advantage of that and just like, if they are, have the luxury of time, like being able to take those six days and just play the game and, and actually be able to play all the way through it. <laughs> I think you'll be able to play this game in a week. Yeah. There'd be no sleep essentially. Right. Right. <laughs> all right. And then next, the third event is the Tetris 99. We talked about this. We joked about this, but yes, there will be uh, for the 29th Maximus cup, uh, a Kirby and Forgotten Lands board, Forgotten Land board, excuse me. Um, so starts in like three hours from now, if you listen. So to three hours live. from now, if you're watching live, it will go up and be open until the 25th, uh, where you'll be able to get a Kirby and the Forgotten Land uh, theme. Uh, once you get your hundred uh, wins or uh, points, excuse me. Um, and then uh, they also have previous Kirby themes from Kirby Fighters 2 and Kirby Clash available for one in-game ticket as well until June 30th. Yeah, if, so, you missed, if you missed those from previous Maximus Cups, you can buy those up now. And that's a pretty good deal because usually they, uh, their themes go for 15 tickets or more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So those are the events we have going on. Alex, is there any interest in any of those events that, you, that you've got? there so i haven't played tetris 99 in a while i do have it downloaded though it's 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 good i like it uh Did i just have any themes Did it do any themes kind of get you back in there to go in and get I, the mario when mario was a, as a theme i was all over it uh i think there was a metroid sec- uh, for a while metroid also. dread yeah yeah so when yeah, I, I jumped on that like one that, yeah exactly <laughs> i'll get i'll get on it but uh yeah, nothing nothing's I, really I, appealing lately uh, the uh Pokemon Legends Arceus one just has the best music. Yeah, really? it's it's like slow start. It's like a minute before it gets before it really ramps up. But that you know, if you like orchestral cello low low tone type of music, and my, my son and I both played cello, so we we oh, were nice. all over that. Nice. Yeah, mine's nice. stuck on the Metroid Dread one that I I once I had that one, I was done. So I always have that theme on. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> whenever i play all right well that's the events let's move on to what we've been playing so if you noticed yes that means we did not have a jesse's poke minute so uh justin's not here he would have loved that but Oh, well, we're moving on to uh, what we've been playing, but he'll join us back in a few minutes and he'll be able to tell us what he's been playing. But as we do every time we have a guest on, the guest goes first. Alex, what hey. you've been playing? All right. So um, I started playing Ocarina of Time again on my 3DS on my commute. <laughs> so that's been fun. Uh, I had not played Ocarina of Time in a long time. I beat it on Nintendo 64 when, we, when it first came out. So uh, I've been playing on my 3DS. And it's been good. I think I'm on the second dungeon when he's still a kid. Uh, the uh, the cave. So I'm um, still just still starting. Um, I played Tunic for a while. I liked it. I was getting really synced into it, but I haven't been able to. It's been credit kind of crazy at work. 
the past week or so. So uh, I might hit it this weekend because I'm off tomorrow. So might as well take advantage of that. Have you been playing that via Game Pass Cloud? Yep, Game Pass, okay. not Cloud. I downloaded it on the PC though. But yeah, PC, I've been okay. playing. All right. Yeah, I've been playing it on my PC. I nice. think we had a this discussion two weeks ago when I posted that you know Game Pass was the way to go, and then yes. Justin got all go happy about it so yeah i do play it i play it i play more game pass on my pc than on my actual xbox series x which is wow. kind of crazy i that know crazy. and uh i do play warzone almost as whenever i got some free time i'll hop on warzone i have buddies of mine uh whether it's here or in Colombia, so we get to play together and that's where we play so um i hit warzone on the pc here and there i know somebody just uh put on the chat that if i play with a keyboard and mouse I like playing with my controller. So no, I have not played on keyboard and mouse in a very long time. It's pretty hard. <laughs> it's pretty hard to play keyboard and mouse again. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. Yeah, nice. that's kind of what I'm worried about when Portal comes out because I like that game with a mouse and keyboard. Yep. So playing that uh, with a controller is going to be different. You'll have to watch, uh, what's his name? Wolf Den? Wolf Den. Wolf Den's video. He does a video on uh, being able to get a keep mouse and keyboard to work on the Switch uh, using a nice. peripheral, <laughs> essentially. Well, um, I have played games that used the mouse and keyboard on the Switch before. It's just okay. the game's got to support it. Yes, that's true. Hopefully, hopefully it does. Hopefully, Portal does. So, excellent, Jesse. What you been playing? All right, so I've been. I haven't had a chance to play a lot this week, but I did put more time into Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition. Found out that this has taken the old school method of what happens when you die. And that is, screw you, you go back to the last save point. And Uh where I am in the game, like I just infiltrated a building. I don't even remember why I'm there anymore. But... (laughs) The first time I went in, I didn't take a particular path, which has a save point. So I lost like an hour to an hour and a half of progress when I died from the last save point. So now that I found a closer save point, I'm going back and saving more often. But I haven't gotten back to the point where I died. Okay. And I think part of the problem is I am taking... To, uh, I'm using the autoplay way too much, so I'm not getting a sense of the strategy and what using my a bit of the spe- the spells, the elements. Okay. And I think in the fight that I or I died, they're needed because you're basically you're you're a par- I'm a party of three right now, and I'm fighting five mobs, mm. and they're just overwhelming. Okay. Uh. Also trying to play Mario Golf on the N64. <laughs> trying. The keyword it, here, trying. I don't know if <laughs> just I'm not liking this game or I'm just not in the right mindset, but I try to I play two holes and I'm frustrated and I'm like, I can't play this anymore. Okay. So I posted that in our the Golf League 2 channel in our in our Discord. So, so where I'm supposed to play 18 holes and post the score. <laughs> you just like I can't get through. I can't even get through four holes. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, all right. The last, that's the right. Last you thing. had. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say this last thing. You. That's right. I forgot we had this conversation that you you had some controller impressions that you wanted yeah. to talk about. I you know I haven't played this. Mo- <laughs> Excuse me here. 
Excuse me. I haven't had a chance to play much of it yet, but this is the Nixie NYXI. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Controller. It's kind of like Joy-Con and a and a grip. Uh, nice. Okay. And I think they they are also coming out with a Pro Controller like design. Yeah. This is this is called the Nixie Wireless Joypad with eight color LED for Switch and Switch OLED. And so it's definitely a, a bigger, bulkier controller, you know, as okay. compared to your normal. Kind of like the Hori Game Pad Joy Cons or whatever they call them. Yeah, and so I, I, I've I've never used that type of controller, so it's it takes some getting used to. But what what it is attached to what they're calling the harness, you know, which is similar to the grip that comes yes. with the system, it does feel. Has the dimensions more like a pro controller? And as Justin yeah. mentioned earlier, but he likes his controllers to have some weight. This feels light. I kind of don't like how light this is. <laughs> Another thing yeah. I noticed is the text in the box makes it sound like that the harness has a battery and you can use it to charge the controllers. It was a blurb about plugging it in for two hours before you use it. But there is no place to plug in a charger and a harness. Oh, there are okay. there are in both c- controllers individually. There's a okay. USB C port. So I don't know if that's you know that could be confusing for people looking at the box versus the end product. And this thing gotcha. does other features I haven't had a chance to play with yet. So like you hear like there's an orange light on, you can turn that into multiple colors and or a rainbow color. Eight different colors. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, if you look at the box, it's showing like what it looks like in rainbow. Okay. And there's supposed. Does it have the uh, pulsating feature? Do you know? It, they call it the light. It, it, something, something called breath. I think they call it breath. So it looks like breath. it okay. like gotcha. fade in, fade out. But I, again, I haven't figured out that. And there's also turbo functionalities. You can. Put program in there. Okay. But I have I haven't figured I haven't figured out how to do that. And there's an additional trigger button on the bottom. Okay. Again, I'm not sure what we can do with that. So there's still a lot of stuff I don't know about this controller. But I'll give this controller some extra more time to more play and see what I think of it. But yeah, I, I tried recording an unboxing video. I did it in my kitchen because I don't have any place down here to set up a camera. And the acoustics are horrible, and the audio sounded like garbage. So then Tim gave me the idea of I can use my audio from this podcast and put it with the video and call that a, a, <laughs> our video. Right. Our, our video. So I, I'll be working on that this weekend. Put, push, one of the things that interests me, but one of the things that interests me about this this controller and uh, the other ones like it is that different from the Hori gamepad, Joy-Con, whatever they call it, uh, is that with the Hori, you have to have it connected to the switch in order for it to work. You can't disconnect it from the switch and use it like you are now by connecting it to the harness and playing it separate uh, with the Hori ones. With this one, you can, which is nice, so that you can still yeah. and these do, dock it and play. And these can rail, rail connect yes. to the switch for charging and pairing. Correct. Yeah, which is really nice, and I think it's a nice feature of it. And there is a D-pad on the left side. 
Nice. I didn't get a chance. You'll have to test that out too. Yeah, I'll be testing that with Tetris this weekend. There you go. That'll. I think that's a good test. That'll be the 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 do or die. I think of that D pad. Whenever I got a controller to test out too, I would use Pac Man ninety nine because for me, D pad was a good source to check if that if I can do those quick turns, you know, in in the lanes I need to send Pac-Man down. Yeah. And I felt the D-pad test. That was a good D-pad test. <laughs> I never played that game since that first day. <laughs> well, you should try it. You should try it with your new controller. I might. I Excellent. did create an NSO folder group, whatever they want to call it, that I put, you know, all the, you know, the NES, SNES, N64, Genesis, okay. so both the English version and the Japanese version. Uh, and then Pac-Man 99 and uh, Tetris 99. And I would have done Mario 35 if that was still a thing, but that's dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's. I'm sure you're not the only one who's done an S- NSO group. So that makes sense. So, all right. That's cool. Thanks, to, thanks for sharing that, Jesse. Justin, what you been playing, my man? Uh, I'm playing two games. <clears throat> One of them I can't talk about because it's, un- it's under embargo until next Whoa. week. But I will say you, you are NBC. I, I am playing. <laughs> I will just say this. I am playing Bug Snacks on the Nintendo Switch, and I will have uh, our coverage for when the embargo releases on the 28th. So look forward to that. Uh, I am playing. I picked up today Revita. So R-E-V-I-T-A, Revita, and it is a twin stick shooter, roguelite, roguelike game. Um, and I'm not minding it. It was in Steam last year, just came to Switch today. I will tell you this, and the developer was great about it on Twitter. Definitely some bugs still that are needing to be worked out on it. There's some load screens where... When you're going through the levels, it's kind of cool. You go into a room, basically have to fight. You have to fight a couple enemies and then you get out of the room. Right. Um, But you do it by going through an elevator. And so you get in the elevator and then go to a load screen, which is like those old elevators that would like have the top of the elevator, like click, click, click and show you what floor you're on. And so to go like next floor and then it kind of load, it like holds on the load screen, like so long that you're like, I think the game just broke and then it loads. So Definitely some patches need to be put in. He, and he, he's pretty transparent on, on Twitter. He said he's got a bug list now that he's going to start squishing, which is fine. Um, I'm going to say this. I struggled with the controls to start off with. They do a lot of a lot of your dodge. A lot of your jump is on your ZLs and ZRs up here. And then it's on the it's on the and the rest of it's on your, you know, your left uh, left thumb stick is your kind of like running around your right thumb stick is your shooting, right? The twin stick shooter part of it. I have played a bunch of twin stick shooter roguelikes before uh, neon abyss is a great example of it. And uh scourge bringer. And I find that both of those games do that better than this game. If that okay. makes sense. This is a good game. I've enjoyed it. I put about an hour and a half into it. It's definitely got that. Oh, one more run addiction and factor to it, which is great. And when you die, you've got these points. You can then go craft and you can upgrade your upgrade your gear. Um, so it's good. I don't think it's better than Scourge Bringer or Neon Abyss. So if you're really loving twin stick shooters, 
give it a shot. I think it's good to support others. Um, this may be a game to catch on a sale, like later in a couple of months from now, maybe when the, there's another patch that has gone through. Um, it's good. I'll have a video that goes up tomorrow on our YouTube channel. You can check it out there. But again, the game is Revita. Um, and uh, I put it down as like a maybe if you were really, really having a scratch for a twin stick shooter and you've already played the other games I've mentioned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like your, I like your, uh, those maybes. I like you, like you were saying, I like to say, just add it to your wish list. If it's a maybe yeah. add it to your wish list. And then maybe that sale might make you trigger. pull the trigger. Yeah. And it is, it is on sale right now. It's 20% off. Um, so it's about 60. It's just, just a little bit over $15 USD. Value wise, not bad for sure. But again, if you, I'd, I'd go to the other two first if I were you. But there you go. All righty. Thanks, Justin. You're welcome. All right. So I'll try to make this quick and painless, uh, get through the games I've been playing. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, of course, my five year run. So <laughs> I'm finally getting further a lot quicker. I think I spent a lot more time getting a lot more done in the last couple months, last few months than I have in the last five years. So uh, the last thing I did was pull the master sword. So I was able to do that because um, <laughs> I did, I did use the, uh, the five heart, um, not five heart, but I used the, um, what was it called? The, the duplication trick. Uh, but I only did it once and I only did it to get five hearts. So I did not do it anymore to get any more stamina or any more hearts. I left it. I was like, I'm I'm done. I got 15 hearts. That's all I wanted. So I could go pull the master sword. (laughs) So, and I unlocked more parts of the map. I still have one more spot of the map to fully have the map open. Um, But I'm having a blast with the game. I'm still, I'm, I'm still in that space where this is all new for me. Cause again, I've been playing for five years. So every place I'm going is a new experience pretty much. So, um, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, I've also played MLB, the show 22. Um, I did purchase that and I finally got to play the, uh, the first game of that. Uh, and I, I have to say EA, I know you watch our show, even though we sometimes rip on you. Um, all the, all you execs over there, all you decision makers over there. I know we rip on you, but look at MLB, the show 2022 on the switch. It is a baseball game that I can play on the go. Yes. The graphics are not on par with PS five and Xbox series, whatever, and all that stuff, but it is graphically good to great somewhere in that range. And I, and I can play it on the go. I am not having any problems with the speed of the game. I have not, I'm having fun with it. I can play with it on the go, play it anywhere. It's a sports game EA. This is an example that you can use to be able to get your sports game on the switch. End of my rant there. I've also been playing Etrian Odyssey Four: legend of, of the Titan, uh, the demo, because we talked about it in the dinner table. Uh, I think it was Sam, third strongest mole, who was playing it. Um, Have you ever played a Netrian Odyssey game before? I've never played one before. And the, the reason why I wanted to play it was the fact that you can draw your dungeons on the bottom screen is what I heard. So <laughs> you can draw out your own maps. And Jesse, you were in the call when we were talking about it, but how you you did, we were talking about how we all document our games differently in certain ways and how when you were playing inscription, you drew out your map on graph paper 
And you actually took a screenshot of it and gave it to me so I could use it when I went through my run uh, of that act, <laughs> which he's showing on the screen right now. That that map came in handy for me. So, um, but yeah, so I like the idea. I don't usually play these kind of games. So it, Etrian Odyssey 4 is my first one. Uh, Sam recommended it to go ahead and try it in there. It's the demo. It's free. I wanted to see what it was like to draw the map out on the bottom of the DS screen. So this is a DS game. So I figured I'd try it out. Uh, 3DS game, excuse me. So, and then finally I'm playing Star Wars, The Force Unleashed. I have a video up on it in our YouTube channel. Um, I'm playing uh, the second mission uh in that video and right now i'm on the third mission i did use one cheat code because i found out you can actually put in the the same cheat codes that were out for the wii version of the game because this is the wii version of the game work for this switch version of the game the game looks great on the switch again i could play it on the go um and it looks great on the small oled screen uh and i'm loving it it's star wars game i i the one cheat I put in was for the costume. So I unlocked the Sith costume for my character for star killer. And I'm running around in my, you know, black Cape looking like Darth Vader and, and just going ham on people. So having a good time <laughs> with the force unleashed. I highly recommend it. If you're a star Wars fan um, and, and you want to play it on the go, it switches the way to go, obviously. So that's what I've been playing. And with that, let's move on to the community spotlight. On today's show, we have our guest, Alex. And Alex Ocampo, you get to tell us and tell everybody who's listening where they can find you, what you where they can find you to talk about what you're into and follow you and all the things you do. Awesome. Well, um, I do stream here and there. Uh, I don't have a set schedule, but I do uh, stream on Twitch. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Venom NYC. I stream uh, Mario Maker a lot. So I do play your levels. So if you are a creator and you like to create uh, Mario Maker levels, go ahead and drop by, drop your code. Uh, I'll play your level for 15, 20 minutes. If it's uh, Kaizo level, I will give it a shot. I am not a Kaizo master, but um, I do have fun doing that. Uh, I also stream here and there uh, Pokemon. Uh, I did uh, do Pokemon Legend Arceus for a while. Did some uh, shiny hunting. So um, I'll do that here and there, but uh, mostly Mario Maker. Uh, that's where you will definitely find me. That's uh, Like I said, I don't have a set schedule, but if you go ahead and uh, follow me whenever I go live, you'll see me. Uh, hit some Mario levels. That's my thing. That is awesome. And uh, uh, do you have a anything? I'm sorry, did I miss it? A Twitter page or anything like that? You're on Twitter. Uh, I don't have. I don't do a lot of Twitter. Um, okay. My IG is mostly family stuff, so it's kind of boring. I don't know if you guys want to follow me on IG, but Twitch is the way to go. That's where you'll find okay. most of the stuff I'll do on Twitch. Yeah. All right. Make sure uh, get us that link too, and we'll make sure and share it on our channels too. So sure. We can let them know, especially when we talk about, you know, you being on the show and all that fun stuff. So definitely want to gotcha. help promote you so you can get some more people coming in to check you out. Awesome. Thanks. So that's awesome. So Thanks for coming in and hanging out with us and being our new uh, executive producer. Listen, <laughs> it was super fun. I listened to you guys. Uh, funny story. I the, the way I bumped into you guys uh, on the podcast was during the pandemic. 
uh, during the pandemic, we uh, we were shut down for three months. I was uh, I was working from home, but really there was really not much to do working from home. So I try to get a walk here and there every day, an hour and a half walk or whatever. And I go through podcasts. You know, I, I listen to a lot of uh, um, history podcasts. It's kind of boring. Uh, comic book podcasts. <laughs> And I was listening to a lot of Game of Thrones podcasts. And then I'm like, I bumped into you guys looking into video game podcasts and retro stuff. And ever since then, I've been listening to you guys. And now you guys, I listen to you guys on my commute. It makes my commute so much better when I'm listening <laughs> to you guys. And uh, it's fun. I'm, I'm so happy to be a part of the uh, podcast today. Excellent. Now you that's get great. to hear yourself if you re-listen that's to gonna, it. You know? That's going to be pretty awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I normally don't yeah. listen to the shows that I'm in because I've already heard one. <laughs> right. It, it's, a, yeah, it's pretty awkward. I've been told that, you know, I have, you know, that Midwestern, you know, uh, what was it? Midwestern uh, scratchy voice or something like that. So, oh, really? <laughs> no, yeah. I know that it was the guys teasing me. So that's all. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Alex. It's always interesting to find out like how people found us right like it's um and then and then how we entered and and just you know it's kind of awesome when you can hear someone say like yeah like i take you i take you for my walk right or or this is where i experience you and this is what i'm you know as i'm listening to you this is the world i see around me and so um yeah thank you for sharing that with us and thank you for joining our community and and, you know you've been active in our discord and sorry our uh, our twitch here for the last couple of uh, i've seen you a lot and uh, we just appreciate you just being active and uh, and supporting us and uh, and being here and it's great we just love interacting with the community as well appreciate it thank you guys Yes. Thank you very much. And Alex, here's a chance I can give to you because I know it is, you said you're in New York, right? So it's I Eastern am. time. It's almost 1230 AM where you're at. So if you yep. want to bail, I, we understand totally because we have a few things left that we talk about in the community. We do have some community questions. You're welcome to stick around and help answer. Um, or if you got to go, we totally understand as well. So I'll stick around because I'm off tomorrow. So that's all right. There you go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> yeah, all right, guys. It's gonna be a four-hour podcast now. Yes. <laughs> no, he's, he's in for sure now. And before I continue, also I want to send a sh- huge shout out to everybody who's hanging out with us in the chat, mm. um, in the chats, in all of the ways that we stream. So. Uh, starting from the bottom, hopefully I don't miss anybody. And if I do, I apologize, but we have seen you post and all that kind of stuff, but we got all in podcasts that Seth out there and congratulations to him. Who's doing his content creation full time. Congratulations to you, Seth. That's awesome. Andros popped in and he says, hi, Hey Andros and Ebisel's been in as usual. He's uh, always on and thank you for him. Who's he helps us in the community with a lot of news. Uh, Mickey Dreamer, thanks for stopping by. Mecha Dragon, of course, you're always in there and helping us out as well. Hambo and Johnny, also there. Thank you very much. And then Frendo, um, Sean was here earlier. Uh, Capri, like the pants, of course. Uh, Cloud Strife 127. Um, who else we got here? All kinds of people in here. We got 15 people today, guys. So, yeah, and thanks for being here, folks. Right Appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, and earlier we had so many people in there, so I apologize. Echonada, Echidona, Echidona. I had to say that name because it popped out to me. Uh, Butternogs23. I love these names, by the way. These are so awesome. Um, uh, Caesar187, he's always stopping by whenever I'm on streaming. So thanks, Caesar, for stopping by. Third strongest mole, stop by. Hey, look, Jesse, some guy named Laffer. 
Just like I don't know about him. He's creepy. So thanks so much to everybody who stopped by and watched us again um, for taking time out of your schedule to come hang out with us. Uh, While we're at it, let's talk about the other Nintendo Dads family of podcasts uh, that we also have in our in our feeds. So we have the Game Pass News, which they dropped episode 49. They'll be dropping 50 soon. So but episode 49, they talk about peanut butter jelly time. So peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time. Where it at? Where it at? You guys no. with me on that? Come on. No. Okay. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> X Cloud on TV. They talk about bug snacks coming to Game Pass. Analysis paralysis with the Game Pass. Alex, have you had that at all? Game Pass al- Game analysis Pass. paralysis. <laughs> Listen, I love Game too Pass. many games. Too many games. Right. <laughs> oh, so, a lot. Peanut butter question time too, as well. Peanut butter questions. I know they talked about the peanut butter candies and, and stuff like that. So um, dad's after dark show recently dropped what Justin reminded us at the beginning. Uh, I think maybe pre-show or the beginning of the show about their special edition PlayStation dad's episode with special guest solo something and Hambone Johnny, where they talk about the shady way they got their PS fives. How hot is that controller? the new PS plus service coming into June and what they've been playing. And don't forget that the dads after dark show wrapped up their booty bracket, by the way, which Samus won it up. Everybody Samus won. I I will also say you should really listen to their PlayStation. They literally take the Nintendo dads template format show and they insert their own PlayStation formula. Um, Like they have a uh, poke minute but it's not a Pokemon and it's, it's something different. And like the introduction's the same. Um, I think they, I think they used even like some of our same bumpers, like the, I hate you all. <laughs> um, like it's, it's really, they did a, the gentleman like did a great job of that. And folks, if you enjoyed that show, highly encourage you, if you're a PlayStation listener, uh, we I have, hate you all. Yeah. We have been chatting about starting a PlayStation podcast. We have a Nintendo podcast. We have an Xbox podcast. PlayStation is kind of our natural next progression. If this is something that you're super passionate about and you really think that like you'd love to learn or hear more about it, let us know. Um, and, and we can go back to the community and see if we have someone who can support that. But again, the gentleman, it was MSL. Sorry, it wasn't MSL. I apologize. It was uh, solo, solo something, something. Hambone, Hambone Johnny and uh, John did just an absolutely fantastic job. Um, I would highly recommend you check it oh, out. And as of yesterday, we are a two PS5 household because my son wow. came home from work yesterday with this box. I found a new, I got a new toy. <laughs> nice. Now, I've said that before that I've been holding out for the redesign or a themed PS5. Like if they come out with a God of War Ragnarok PS5, I'm I'm all over that. But if I happen to see one in the store, I don't know what I might do. I, I don't know what will happen. The only person that could talk me out of it, of course, is my wife. But if she's not there, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, all right, going on to Retro Logic. We talked about them earlier. Um, uh, they did the Controller Wars bracket. Um, and so go listen to those guys. But they also did uh, they also do another podcast uh, on topic retro where uh dat fast john is talking about e- ep- and episode three uh pikmin 
So it's called episode three on topic men. On topic men. Yes, on topic men. So <laughs> John, Sam, and Philip talk Pikmin and all the craziness that goes along with it. And don't forget about their regular Retro Logic podcast, their Retro Groove podcast, and their community events like Retro Rewind. I so, saw their call out for people who played Pikmin. I'm like, I would be interested in that and I would, wouldn't mind replaying the games, but I just knew I didn't have the time. Right. Yes. And and they also do call outs for the Retro Rewind games, which right now I think it's through April is Toe Jam and Earl, which I uh, played some of. And uh, they'll they'll be doing a, a Retro Rewind show about that game. And then right now they're doing voting for next month's Retro Rewind game, which is pretty cool. So uh, if you're if you've been a fan of the Nintendo Dad, you know that we used to do Retro Rewind a long time ago, but the Retro Logic guys have done a great job taking over that over there. Makes sense, right? Retro Logic, Retro Rewind. So um, but that's that's it for our family of podcast. Uh, now we have moving on to our uh, other community type um aspects which is our contests we have a current contest going over on twitter where we are giving away nintendo switch sports so if you have we're doing have a twitter account go check out our page nintendo dads and post pinned to the top of our our tweet tweets is uh the link to be able to do to go to the glimio and uh participate in in that uh contest right justin yeah we are and he is glitching out. Wow, he's so excited. He just was like, oh, <laughs> oh I can't talk about it. I'm frozen. <laughs> You're it's back, so hot. Justin. He's, he's getting censored. Is he by, back? We are. By the internet. Oh, no. Right. No. <laughs> it's Max Headroom. Max Justin. All right. So yes, we are doing, we are doing the contest. Uh, So Nintendo switch sports releases next week. Are you excited as much as we are? We are doing this contest. So you have one week left, essentially. So excited that we're doing this for your chance to win, go to the Glimio link and in our pen tweet and do what you need to do to be entered into the drawing for that. And, and Justin is back. Himself. Are, we, are we good now? <laughs> yes, we're good so. now. All right. I, no, as no. I was saying, we're drawing it literally in a week from now. So on like Friday morning, you wake up and you're so excited to go get Nintendo Switch Sports. Maybe you should roll over and check your inbox or DM from us because you might have one. And if so, we will mail you out a copy or we will get you a digital code so that you can be playing Nintendo Switch Sports. So all you got to do is go over our Twitter page. It's literally our pinned tweet, and you can enter to win. No problem. It's that simple. Uh, it's also on our Facebook page. Go check it out there, too. So we're giving away. We like to give away stuff. We're doing this, all right? It's a worldwide contest. We will ship it. We will send it, do whatever. So enter, please. Yes. Yes. Help <clears throat> us Help us out so that Justin doesn't keep glitching like Max. Help us out. give stuff away to you for free. <laughs> what? All right. Cool. Now on to the questions from the community, starting with the questions from emails from Joel. Hey, dads, I was just catching up on last week's show and heard a pretty well-written iTunes review being read out. It sounded kind of familiar. 
I had totally forgotten about the review I left after being disgusted about some rating on the show. I had also forgotten about the dark period in the podcast history. I'm happy to say that I stuck around and the show hasn't had a lot of political talk since then, except maybe a couple of weeks ago when everyone but Marty had to vert uh, to virtue signal the views, their views of JK Rowling, but I digress. Uh, so he came back to that. All right. It's probably time to revisit that old review with something more positive though. Probably not quite as witty. Keep up the good show. Hope there was no hard feelings. Very interesting. I, I think that, I think that might've been in the reference. Cause I listened to last week's podcast. Uh, I think that might've been when Marty said that we had a review of like along the lines of, it was becoming too political because it was like Canada. If you, if you like Canada so much, why don't you just have a Canadian podcast or whatever it was? Maybe <laughs> right. Having some joke about free That's healthcare right. or something that like that. That was Andros's question about how, you know, yeah. what kind of comments that we have we had and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah I find I find this funny of like, <laughs> I, I did, I did, I did, I do recognize that review and I'm, yes. I don't know, that, that is kind of funny. We are, that we is- are multifaceted people. We are more than just Nintendo. We have opinions on other things. So yes. Yep. And that was, uh, any anybody, not just Joel, but anybody who's listening or watching, just just remember that anytime we talk about those things, because it's a question from the community or a topic in in that's being discussed in our community that we are bringing to the show to talk about with the rest of you. So it's not just because we have, you know, we want to stand on our soapbox and all that kind of stuff. It's basically because we had the question. And we want to address it like the JK Rowling thing. So, and we all don't have to agree on the same views like the JK Rowling thing. We don't have to agree with everything that was said there. You may have some things that you disagree with there. And that's the point of our community. We come together and discuss things knowing we're not always going to agree on things, but have an understanding of different views. And that's where we come at it with. I think the only thing that we can truly agree on here. Joel is that Canada is better than the U S you can keep the podcast review probably the way it is and your review. All right. Uh, thanks for writing in Joel. Appreciate it. It was good. Thank you very much. Okay. So hopefully me doing this, I can read this. Okay. So questions from discord uh, from first from that fast, John uh, again, the person who is over at uh, retro logic He gave us the question. So I have a question I was thinking about the other day. If you could only choose one, what would it be? All right. Everybody ready? You can only choose one. Number one, your favorite game from the past is getting a remake remake or sequel, and the developer calls you to direct it. Number two, you discover a magic closet in your home where time does not pass and you can catch up on your backlog. Or three, lifetime supply of your favorite food. <laughs> wow. All right, Alex, we're going to go straight to you on this one first, sir. This is the hard-hitting questions that we have here in Nintendo Dads. Talk about throwing I, everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. I love how they diverted to food. food. <laughs> <laughs> from Screw the games. You just want yeah. food. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I like the first one. I, I would uh, definitely do a remake. For some reason... I love to see a remake, a real, a real well done remake of Mario Brothers three. Okay. I, modern take on it, maybe uh, 
that type of HD 2D thing that goes on nowadays where they can, because what I like about Mario Brothers 3 is that they, they do a lot of layers, right? On yes. the game. It, it was so, it was so groundbreaking at the moment, how it went from just one layer of uh, side scrolling to this multi-layer of thing where you can like, you can see the the different uh, how it pans out, and then you can right. like if you duck on the white block, oh my god, you go behind scenes. And <laughs> you just like go. everything was crazy back then. Yeah, I'd like to see a an HD HD two D kind of thing done with that game. Now I'm not saying only just that, but you know that that would be something I'd love. And yes, take my money. And you would direct it. Yes, and I would direct it. And all we'll, right, we'll have we'll have a sit down with Shigeru Miyamoto. And <laughs> see, <laughs> see what do you think? Nice. Excellent. Jesse, how about you? You got something? Which which yeah, of the three? I, I would do option one. And okay. I would want to see Zelda 2 remade. Okay. And, That's a good I, choice. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure what, what art style. HG Duty, maybe. But, you know, that, that seems to work with we have a fixed camera perspective, which this game kind of d- did have. But I think I would want to go something more kind of like more like almost like anime uh, like like cuphead not not necessarily 1920s type of animation but hand-drawn animation uh i think that would be kind of a fun thing to do to work on okay justin did i lose you or (laughs) you look confused no (laughs) i would like a i would like a closet Magical closet where time does not pass and I can go through my backlog. <laughs> there you go. I was just trying to, I was also trying to read through some of the comments here in regards to what the questions were, but I'm just seeing a bunch of Sonic discussion. So I'll have to look at that later. Anyways, my choice would be number one as well, where I would pick a favorite game from the past. And it's one I talked about earlier. And I would like to either do a remake or a sequel of Drill Dozer. I think that would be, uh, again, I'm missing that game. I would love to be able to play that game again. Um, but be, to be able to do a remake or a sequel to it uh, and be the director of it, that would be awesome. I think I'd do that. So great question, John. That was awesome. Zablanc also asked a question, John. Uh, question for the dads. Is Samus Aaron the hottest video game character of all time, according to the booty bracket? Or did someone get shafted? <laughs> so I, I think they're they're a little butthurt about both of the girls from Witcher uh, getting knocked out. <laughs> I have never played Witcher, so I have only I can only go based on the the videos and images that I've seen. Yeah, but I, I I think I'm okay with Samus around, even though I think I've I voted for Rosalina. Okay, gotcha, Alex. Honestly, the, 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 all three, all top three, I wouldn't have been upset if any of them won. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know there was an actual bracket. Yes. That's, that's the hilarious. Dad's After Dark show did a booty bracket of all the hottest video game characters. And it came down to um, Samus, Rosalita, and then who was the third one? I, I don't remember her. her name, but she was from the Prince, Prince of Persia. Persia. Prince yeah. of Persia. Yeah. Uh, like the, the, the early 2000s. Gotcha. I, think, I, I guess they hit it on the next one with Samus. I don't even, I don't even, well, I know who Rosalina is. She's from Mario. But. Yeah. 
Oh, there was there was a wide variety hilarious. of characters that got yeah, through the bracket. Hilarious. Just kind of like the same yeah. thing with the controller wars. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's yeah, like... it wasn't all Nintendo. It was a mix of systems. Oh. So there were they, they were guys and gals in it. So it was a really broad collection yeah. of characters. That's hilarious. Yes, hilarious. And Samus won, and I pushed I pushed for Samus to win on Twitter a lot too. So I don't know if that helped, but <laughs> so but yeah, it was. Um, I think that out of those three and out of a lot of those characters, and there's probably a few on there that probably could be put in what I'm about to say, but Samus Aaron to me represents a, a great female character. That's hot. I guess, if you will, um, in the video game, in the video game character realm, it if just, you will. There's one game that she wasn't represented very well, Cur- but well, yeah, in, but most of the I most think, of the other games is is fine. I think one of the things I like about the Samus character in regards to this, um, which I think, um, you know, maybe how we how we define hotness, right? Um, yes, is that I think the role. I think especially when you look at when it came out of the eighties, right? <clears throat> the role is not the damsel in distress, right? right? The that da- is it is and it is also not she is not there for eye candy, right? Where certain games, you know, she is. She is literally covered up in this massive metal suit, right? You don't even know it's a woman until the very end, right? There's that surprise There's reveal, spoilers, right? And all of you're like, oh my gosh, right? And she's a <laughs> badass and she's kicking, you know, taking names and, and she doesn't need, she doesn't need anyone else. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's her, which I think when you look at some of the other ways that women are portrayed in games, they are, they are either, they're the damsel, they're being, they're being rescued, Right. They're there to make a scene look prettier. Right. They are the motivation of the male, the male character. Right. So so I think that that one of the things that I really like about Samus, I think that that I think reflects here is that like she is so she is a very dynamic. There is so much to her. There is a lot, you know, and, and yes, obviously, there's some wonderful art that makes is appealing. Right. <laughs> um, there's definitely that that component. Of, but I think that like she's just a really cool character. Right. And then there are definitely a lot of other examples. Laura Croft, right. Doesn't need anyone. She's taken names. But like yeah. when you think about video games and when the original Metroid released back in the, you know, late eighties, right? right. Like this was like, this was very count counter to like everything else that was kind of in the zeitgeist for video gaming. And so I think it's, I think it's really kind of cool. Very, very true. I think I could not have said it better myself. Excellent. Moving on to the next question from Patreon, actually, from Jesus. Um, uh, I didn't know what direction the polls were going to take, but I really like this version of weekly updates. This is in regards, that's in regards to what Marty changed. If you if you aren't following us on Patreon, he changed what we, um, from a poll asking what news uh, we should talk about to basically covering like a weekly update review and asking people for topics and questions. So that's what Jesus was talking about here. Uh, I like to keep informed of the podcast that I follow. So this is fantastic question for the dads. What current TV series are you guys enjoying? I have been transfixed with the Apple TV plus show severance and I'm enthralled by it. What have you guys been watching? Do you find that what you play in video games influences what you watch or is it different? Have a great show. Alex, what have you been watching? Who? Moon Knight. 
Mm-hmm. Started watching mm-hmm. Moon Knight, but that's I'm a comic book fan, so that's a given. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my family loves it. No. My my partner loves it. She's she actually just told me today. She's like, I uh I can't believe how good Moon Knight is. So it's it's pretty good if you haven't watched yeah. it. Um, and I didn't find out until yesterday that Moon Knight is in Fortnite now. Oh yeah, well, oh yeah. My kid told me immediately. I think I paid for it yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) One of the first things my kid did when he set up his PS5 was play Fortnite, and there was running around as Moon Knight. I'm like, do you even know who he is? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Been watching that, uh, but to the question, which is really good, do the games I play affect what I watch? Right. Um, I... I would guess so um, in the sense of like, let's say the Witcher, right? I love that show. Never played the video game, but I did. I was like, you know what? It's, it's amusing to know that let's see what the lore from the video game, which comes from a book is seen on TV. And I love the show. Never played the video game once, but that's what made me go to go watch the show. So yes, I would give them that, that maybe that does affect, but as I like what, what I'm watching right now is Moon Knight. I started watching, um, the uh, F1 uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix, which oh, is okay. really good if you haven't seen that. If you're into like uh, the inside of a sport and how they, I, I'm not an F1 fanatic at all, but I do like the the show. And uh, other than that, I think uh, no, that's about it. Um, I have well, I watched the occasional thing with the family. This is us and stuff like that, which is good. But yeah, I think it does affect a hundred percent. Uh, if you're a fan of a video game or you're a fan of a lore of something and you feel like it could it could uh it could have a relationship with that show, you would go watch the show, which is what I did with The Witcher. Exactly that. Great point. Great point. Uh Next. what am I what am I watching? Uh I've been watching Westworld, actually. Um, which is very much a game about video games, really, right? In in <laughs> in, 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 in a way. Right. Um, so I've been on season two of Westworld, uh, which I really enjoy. Um, uh, what else am I watching? Uh, Moon Knight. Uh, so that's a good one there. Um, Star Trek. Actually, I'm a big Star Trek. I'm, believe it or not, I'm a big Star Trek geek. Uh, I love Star Trek. Uh, I grew up with it in the 90s with the you know uh, Next Generation. So I've been watching Picard and Discovery and Strange New Worlds comes out soon. So I'm excited to watch that. Uh, what else am I watching? Modern Family. Uh, my kids are starting to binge watch that on Disney plus, and I have been hooked into that uh, and I'm loving that. So, uh, but, but to the point again, I think of Alex's question or the, the commentary of like, does it uh, impact the Witcher is such a great example, Alex. Cause when I hadn't bought the Witcher when it came out on the switch and then like, I watched the Witcher and then I was like, I need to go buy the Witcher. And so like, I went <laughs> out and bought the game. Haven't played it yet. It's literally sitting in my backlog, which is why I need a closet to do all these games, um, which is how these things are all connected. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think there are definitely, definitely times that, that inter interconnect, uh, of, of what you're, what the stories that you're telling and what interests you. Um, we were, what well, I was watching some as star Wars is getting ready to come back online. Right. And Obi-Wan, like I kind of keep my brain and obviously Boba Fett and Mandalorian, like keep being like, I need to go back and finish off star Wars fallen Jedi. Um, right. Like, oh, yeah, so these, yeah. again, these things are connections of, of like, Hey, I was playing that game and I need to watching the thing I need to play the game. That's a good connection there. Yeah. Jesse. 
Yeah, what I play really doesn't have anything to do with what I watch. Like, so, like, what I haven't watched yet, I haven't watched Picard Season 2 yet. I want to. I haven't watched any of The Witcher. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I have been watching Moon Knight. Uh, like, Star Trek Discovery, I think I watched up to the, the first season break and never went back to it. That game. That I movie, should go back. That show was kind of meh, but I heard, I did hear it, get, it got better. What I have been watching is... Um, I I just watched the latest ep- episode of Young Justice season four that that dropped today. I watched pretty much binged like season three of Batwoman from the CW, which is also playing on HBO Max. So I, that's how I watched it. Not as good as the first two seasons. Uh, on Crunchyroll, there's a, an anime that's uh, only three episodes in so far. It's called Tamadachi Game or Friend Game think uh squid game but all the all the participants are high school friends and they are put in a situation where their friendship is challenged Mm. so i have i have not watched squid game but i'm i watched like the first 20 minutes and like nah but this but tamadachi game i'm liking and there was one other one I wanted to quickly mention, but I can't think of it. So if I think if I think about it, I'll I'll mention it after Tim's done. Okay. Yeah. Um. For me, I think um, I think the hobbies I'm into definitely influences what I watch, and vice versa. So I think for me, it's definitely that way, and even books, media, you know, music, whatever. Um. So it goes back and forth, but. I also, when it comes to watching things on TV and playing games, because of time for me, I have to pick and choose. So sometimes um, I'll be I'll choose to play games over watching something. But um, recently, been trying to watch more things, especially with my my spouse. Uh, and she, you know, she's been we've been watching Moon Knight as well. We got through some of the other Marvel stuff. Actually, we need to get through more Hawkeye because we were almost, I think we're a few episodes shy of being done with that one. Uh, but we usually keep up on that kind of stuff. Uh, but we've been kind of falling behind a little bit just because of the move and stuff like that at the beginning of the year. But uh, uh, yeah, definitely into Disney Plus stuff uh, with all the MCU um, shows. And um, unlike Marty, I'm not sick of the superhero stuff. I'm like, give me more. <laughs> give me yeah, more of that here. stuff even, here. DC, even if it's dc i like dc yeah dc stuff well. too i i like i like hearing when you're talking about it too because sometimes i can't get to watching that kind of stuff like i haven't been able to watch the a lot of that dc stuff especially the new one with um uh that wrestler i can't think of any names right now Trump peacemaker Cena, peacemaker thank you yeah thanks so that, that was that was surprisingly good yeah and and we're fans of Umbrella Academy on Netflix, so we're mm. waiting for that season to come out. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of times we the boys. Uh, watch. Yeah, the boys. The boys. I, we I need to wait. watch more of that too. So, did um, you watch the Alex? Did you, it sounds like you're a boys fan. Did you watch the Diablo cartoon? I did. I did. Did you? Yeah, I binged that one <laughs> night when I was down for COVID. I just watched all the episodes. I was like, this is great. I watched a couple of episodes uh, with my partner and Jennifer's like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, this is crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of crazy, but it's really good. Like uh, stuff like that is, it's just, it's mind blowing because 
you, you, I don't know how to explain this. And I'm pretty sure my kid's like, oh my God, you're so old. But (laughs) I tell them it's so, it's so amazing to see what I used to go and buy in books, right? Mm -hmm. $3 books where when I was 10 years old, I was going, I I don't think I'll ever see this in live action. Yeah. I'll see the cartoon. Yeah. I'll do this. But then seeing it on the big screen or seeing it on TV with actual people, like I was reading the boys and then I'm looking at them and they're actually live people doing the same thing. Well, not the same thing, but more or less what the comic book is, is mind blowing yeah. to me. So I enjoy it a lot. So like what just to give me more, yeah. give me yeah. more. I'll eat it. I like the variety of money. it all too. It's like different, different <laughs> yep. views of what they're doing. Like this, the new multiverse and the MCU that they're going through Dr. Strange. It's different, yep. you know, and, and the spin they've done with Thor, um, in fact, that's now, you know, Ragnarok is at the top of my, you know, my top MCU movies. So because of how well they put that one together. So, but again, that's movies, but back to the TV shows, it, I, I like what Marvel's doing with telling more story um, to fill in those gaps, I guess, if you will. So, and Star Wars as well. And Star Trek too. I, I also love the Star Trek movies and the tv series and all that stuff and that's that's also on my backlog of tv shows to watch between discover um discovery and uh picard and the new one that's coming out uh you know so that's all on my list of things to watch just again i have to pick and choose am i gonna am i play breath of the wild or am i gonna watch this new show you know (laughs) so so not what not what i was thinking of but one I watched last year and looking forward to season two this year. I hope it's this year. Um, Invincible. That's a yes. superhero yes. superhero show that's not DC or Marvel. Yes. Yeah. I like those takes. Again, those those type of things. Yeah. Uh, different views. Yep. Like the yeah. boys. Too. And that, Amazon's, and that, Amazon's that one is uber yeah. gory, not for the kids. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. That's for sure. All right, moving along, we got uh, Bruce Patterson. Also, shout out to Marty that he likes the new format. And if you guys are liking on Patreon, if you follow us on Patreon, you're liking the new format. Let Marty know so so we know if we're going in the right track of things, uh, and we're not guessing. So let us know. <laughs> All right, last question, which is from Twitter. We got Michael Forget with. Reports that Xbox and Sony are looking at putting advertisements in some of their free-to-play games. Do you think Nintendo will ever go that route as well? Business, Justin, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one, right? Because I, I was struggling with, because I, when I saw this report come out, I was like, what are the free-to-play games that, that, that we're talking about here for, for it? Yeah, Nintendo really doesn't have a lot of free-to-play games. It's either like like Tetris 99 it's free but it's locked behind a subscription yeah. or Nintendo unless you're talking games. about mobile yeah 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 I mean it, I mean it, it so I mean here here's what here's what it's not right like it's not like you'll be playing a game and all of a sudden it like stops for a commercial break right it's it's going to be product placement which by the way video games have been doing for a long time oh, yeah. all We've right been doing that like, since 360 era yeah remember remember that game called uh what was it the, um no it's oh my god Hideo Kojima's last one was it Norman Reedus oh um, oh that's stranding that's stranding uh anyone know the drink that uh Norman Reedus drank while he was in his place monster monster energy <laughs> drinks right 
Uh, there's I'll a ton of racing games that as yeah. you fly by them, it's on billboards, turning right. on the radio, by the way, it's, it's so advertisement have been in video games for such a long time. Like they're, they're kind of intrinsically connected in some way. Um, will Nintendo do it? Nintendo is very guarded regarding their, if it's advertisement, it's advertisement for their own things. Right. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yes. So, so maybe as you're walking along in the la- in a, I was going to say Kirby and the last of us, but I mean, sorry, Kirby and the forgotten land, right? <laughs> One of those billboards in the background of the, you know, the broken down city. Oh, look, there's an advertisement for Mario Odyssey, but it's like, but it's, um, you know, all broken down and kind right, of yeah. crinkled, right? It might That's be kind Zelda of like a remake. Yeah. It's more, it's more like, it's almost kind of like an Easter egg more right. than anything yeah. else. I think, yeah. um, but Nintendo is very cautious of, and you can remember, you got to think about it. They're very conservative company. They're very conservative because in a lot of ways, their audience, their target audience by default, a lot of times is, is kids. Yes. So they have to be very like mindful of that line that they walk of, of, you know, advertisement to children is a very dangerous, slippery slope for a company that is set up like that way. Um, YouTube says hi. Yeah, exactly. And that, right. that right there is why I would say no to that question. Yep. No, Nintendo would yep. not go that route. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually just, I was about to say the same thing as Justin. I think it's a cultural thing. I don't think Nintendo would uh, risk uh, what we know about them as uh, from a cultural aspect, right? Nintendo's very conservative. And for them to start adding ads, uh, th- that's the big, it's funny because you can see the cultural differences even to the aspect of sports. Um, people are mind blown by the fact that we have commercial time, uh, commercial breaks in sports. That's unheard of. <laughs> it's only mm-hmm. heard here in America, everywhere else. There's no commercial timeouts. No. Oh, let's go to a commercial timeout. So I, I highly doubt that Nintendo would be like, all right, well, let me just put some monster energy drink backgrounds in Mario Kart. Um, I think that would be out of their culture. So it, it would be a huge culture shift if that yeah. were to happen for Nintendo. Now, now that being said, there is the the what BM Lincoln BMW that you can get in Mario Kart eight <laughs> the Mercedes the Mercedes, Mercedes yeah, yeah. So they're not they're not necessarily above it right like but uh, you, you know, know it's it was also in Mario Maker by the way you yeah the little Mercedes uh, that's right what should we call it a uh, uh, little like icon for you to play as you know yeah, car. yeah so they are that. they are very into their product placement sometimes yep. yeah very very good question I like that so. Keep them coming. And don't forget, we do have a voicemail, too, that I'll talk about in a minute. And that is because we're at the end of the show. So thank you all for who came in and watched us live. Alex, thank you for coming to hang out with us. Amazing. Thank you. You got the ultimate live seat. So, (laughs) (laughs) But thanks again. Where can they find you again? Uh, They can follow me on Twitch if they want to see some Mario Maker action. Uh, Twitch.tv slash VenomNYC. Excellent. Thank you very much again. And, and gentlemen, thanks for coming and hanging out as well. Uh, here we are. We're going we're at the closer YouTube. We have 6,136 subscribers. Thank you all for subscribing to us along with the Twitch followers, 1,267 you followers listening who are hanging out with us, or maybe going back and watching the video. Don't forget to subscribe. Like Justin was talking about earlier, you can use that Amazon prime. If you're watching the boys, you probably got Prime. Use Prime to subscribe. We've got 29 Twitch subscribers. Let's add more. Let's get it bigger. Maybe we'll have our own little uh, Twitch party to get that viewership up or something. Who knows? 
Like Justin alluded to earlier as well, get 20% off your Manscaped order with free shipping with the code N- NINDAD, excuse me, NINDAD, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, which can also be used at Gooder. Don't forget about them as well. And also Glitch. I think you can use that code as well over there, the Glitch yep. Energy Drinks. So let's not forget about them. You also, I think, get 10% off with them, if I remember correctly. Correct, yep. So... Also, go check out our merch store via nintendodads.org slash merch. Go there and you'll get connected to uh, our stores and be able to order things. And again, I'll mention this again. This hat I'm wearing, the Nintendo Dads hat. If you're interested, connect with me. I'll work with you. We'll figure it out. So, because we don't have it out in the store yet, but we'll figure it out. Anyways, huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave's Ehrenberger. This is, okay, my... Let me work on the, the pronunciations here. Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contrenio, Solo Something, and Alexander Ocampo. Thank you very much for everybody who's been uh, our Patreon producers and our Patreon subscribers all the way through. Again, check out our website, site, nintendodads.org, for our latest YouTube videos, tweets, and podcast episodes. Links to all our social media and our Patreon page is there as well. And the Nintendo Dads shop. Again, the Nintendo Dads merch. Or you can find us on any social media platforms by just looking up Nintendo Dads, all one word. You'll find us on all the different things like Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Or you can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com. Or again, don't forget about that voicemail, the good old fashioned voicemail at 92925 and dads or 929-256-3237 big thanks to oc remix for the music throughout the show download your favorite our our podcast on your favorite podcast app of choice like Castbox, Castbox, itunes stitcher google play music spotify uh all those different places again thanks for everybody for listening stopping by and don't forget to come chat with us anywhere on those social medias to let us know what your thoughts are after listening to the episode. For Tim, for Alexander, for Justin, for Jesse, and for Marty out on the ship, thanks and good night. Check you later, peeps. Bye-bye. Nice. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. Wobble Puffet? Wobble Buffet?